It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Does anyone here know the lyrics? Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. What we're going to do right here is go back, way back, back into time. Gotta say it was a good day. Cash rules everything around me. Green, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, yo. I got five on it. Messing with that in the weed. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. That's the sound that I want is. Never meant to make your daughter cry. And if you don't know, now you know. It was a clear black night. A clear white moon. Of 
I twist cabbage on instinct. Niggas don't think shit. Try to get at you, park it like it's hard. And I ain't saying she a gold digger, yeah, but she ain't messing with no broke digger. This is how we do, park it like it's hard. Call me a juice and you know I'm a stunt. Riding in the car with some bumper in the truck. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. It's don't kill my vibe, it's don't kill my vibe. This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. So I ball so hard, motherfuckers wanna find me. The first niggas gotta find you. Folks, welcome to your Monday episode. This is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. This is your pal Ryan, and this is a whole new week. Can you believe it, folks? I sure as hell can't. I'm running on empty, man. I that that Vanderpump. On last week, man, you guys don't, that took it out of me. I, I, <laughs> I'm going crazy. I released almost four and a half hours of Vanderpump Rules on uh, Friday with those two back-to-back episodes, one the recap and the other Vanderpump News. Thank you guys so much for downloading that. That was like huge of you guys. Uh, it seems like you enjoyed it. I enjoyed making it, but it just is so time consuming. And it is like, the I, uh, it's like, I love this so much. And I love Vanderpump Rules, of course, but man, we have five more weeks of this crap. We got five more episodes to go. The The finale is this week, three reunions, and then one Secrets Revealed episode with whatever that's going to be. My God. So we've got to pace ourselves. We still have five more weeks. I am determined to finish the season, and then I'm retiring for good. That's That's it, you guys. That is it. How are you guys, by the way? Did you have a great Mother's Day? Now, listen, I want to say this um, uh, because I know, uh, you know, Mother's Day, the world just doesn't exist without mothers, period. And I know some of you guys are are not with your mothers anymore. And some of you guys, of course, still have your mothers. And it's one of those uh, delicate situations for everybody. And, and believe me, I, I know that, especially right now, uh, more than ever. But I do want to give a special shout out to all the mothers out there. Um, it, it just... It, 
you know, none of this exists without my mom. And I was uh, thinking today about all the time, time she's been on this show. Even last week, uh, her and dad were on the show. And I was thinking about uh, all the times she's visited me in Los Angeles. I'm here in Gilbert, Arizona right now. But all the times I was looking at pictures when I took my mom and my dad to uh, Tom Tom, and when I took my mom to Sir and all of those photographs. And I was just thinking about how many amazing memories um, that I've been lucky to have. But I will say I'm... Uh, I'm kind of mad at my mom right now because I was stupid enough to get her this, uh, I got her one of those picture frames, those digital picture frames, which is like, okay, good gift, right? But then you don't think about it because then I was like, you know what? I want to put pictures of her entire life on there, on this picture frame, so she can just look at it, you know, all the family, all my niece and nephew, everything that we've done, and that sounds really good, right? That's like, hell, kick-ass gift. And my mom was like, yo, don't get me anything. I literally can't use anything right now. Like, it's not going to, it's going to go to waste. But I was like, this won't go to waste, because she'll be able to look at it. So I was like, great. And then it turns out, those bastards that sell these digital frames, they don't include all the pictures of my mom on that digital frame. <laughs> digital frame. So it turns out I had to do this thing, and I'm trying to load thousands of photos onto this digital flipping frame, and I can't even put a podcast together half the time. And I'm, just, <laughs> I'm talking 12 hours. <laughs> I'm already screaming at my computer on a daily basis, and now I'm like, <laughs> it was one of those things, you guys, where you're going through pictures of your whole past. And you're you're having these emotional moments, and then they're not loading onto a stupid digital frame, and you're like, you mother. So it's like this sadness and this anger all at the same time. It um it, it was a, it was a huge success though. So that was that was good. <laughs> oh my god, oh what we do right. Anyways, we're going to have a great week. We do. I already have so many great guests lined up. Uh, there's a couple surprises that I think you're going to be amazed by when they happen. But thank you for all the support. Uh, like I always say, the, the best thing that you can do for the show is rated five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That's great. Uh, you can sign up for the Patreons. Hello, baddies. That's what we call ourselves, the baddies. They've got a Q&A episode coming up and a summer house recap for Monday night's episode. So that is coming up if you want even more. Yeah, I got more in me. This is, I love to do this. And then uh, I think that's every, no, no, go, uh, go sign up for the YouTube by the way, YouTube, So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, you can see all of the interviews, the recaps, all my funny faces over there. In fact, I'm going to tell this one quick story, and then we're going to get right to the show today, because we got a great talk about, we started off with the history of hip-hop and mashup. We got a mashup show of all mashup shows today, because we got we got one of the best that does it. We got one of the best people in podcasting, one of the best pop culture influencers out there. We got Miss Amanda Hirsch from Not Skinny But Not Fat. She's joining us today. And then after that, we've got two of the women that went to Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras show on Friday night. The ones that held up the signs, Team Ariana, Poo Poo Head, and <laughs> Team Ariana and Poo Poo Head, and Worm with the Mustache. Um, those ladies are joining us that held up the signs. They also got asked by police to take down the signs. And I've always believed in peaceful protests in this nation. So we get their story. And then after that, we're going to do a quick pop culture roundup where I'm going to tell you everything I watched, what to watch, uh, some pop culture stories. Then we'll call it a day because that is a jam-backed show. You're not going to get that anywhere else, folks. I mean, you might. But I mean, I think I'm just, I, I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm better. That, that's, I'll say that. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> so listen, we did this YouTube thing because I said, if I could get to this certain number of subscribers on YouTube when we started last year, um, I would do something crazy. And I was trying to think of things I really hate to do. And I know this sounds silly, but one of the things that I truly hate in this world is raw onions. There is something so unholy about a raw onion. It's like the crunch of an apple, but the disgusting taste of like musty carpet. Like it's just, it's just evil. A raw onion is evil. There's nothing good comes from raw onion. And don't tell me like, I like to put a little bit on a taco like that. I'm talking, it's evil. It's raw onions are evil. And what it does to your body is evil too. You know, dogs can't eat onions. It'll kill them. There's something there. I'm telling you that there's something there. Um, so anyways, I said, if I could get this, this many subscribers, I'll eat a raw onion. And I thought I would never get to that subscriber. So I didn't, I thought I was like in the clear and it turns out we blew way past that number and I had to put up or shut up. And so Medita Lopez, who lives in Arizona as well, we got together yesterday and we filmed a video where I ate six different types of raw onions you know, they got six different types of these stupid things. You got like green onions, red onion, yellow onion, Vidalia onions. I mean, just way too many. I mean, this, um, what's it's not scallion, but it's like the fancy uh, scallop. Uh, it, it, it was disgusting, all of these onions. So she chopped them up. And then I took a big like ladle spoon and took a big mouthful of each one, one at a time. And then she asked me questions about like housewives, like who I would, who I would be scared to run into at BravoCon, things like that. And I'm telling you guys, it was like, it was, it was hell. It was hell. Uh, I know Medita's editing this together. I'll let you know as soon as we can, uh, as soon as we can show it. Um, but it, it was like cool. We did it. You know, Medica was laughing. It was like, okay, I did it. It was truly disgusting. Like I took a bite of a red onion, like an apple. Like I was, I was like, no, I'm committed to doing this. But then I hung, I like, I hung with Medica after that for like hours and my body, it was just like a belly full of raw. And it was just, and I know this isn't what you, you don't want to hear this first thing in the morning. And by the way, if you're here for Amanda Hirsch, um, remember there's timestamps. You can skip to her right now, folks. This will probably be a couple more minutes. So, uh, Hey, Hey, Amanda fans. I'm talking about onions in my belly right now. So I had this big belly full of onions and then Medita, she, you know, where this place, she has this massage chair and she has me sitting in this massage chair and I was like, Oh, this is nice. And when I realized I'm just like sloshing the onions around and then I'm, I'm all the way home. I'm looking up the effects of eating raw onions. And at first there's like, okay, it's good antioxidant. And then it ends like, no, this is very bad for you. You're going to have severe heartburn, severe gas. You guys, I have not felt right since Saturday night. Like I am, I am hurting so bad from eating this many raw onions. I can't even believe I'm even telling you this because it just doesn't, if you never listened to the show before and you tune in and all of a sudden I go from a digital frame to eating raw onions, you'd be like, where the hell am I? Folks, you're at so bad. It's good. Anyways, I'll let you know when that's vid videos out. Um, so let's jump into today. I think Amanda Hirsch is one of the best to do this right now. Um, I remember having her on a couple of years ago and I thought she was big then and now, wow, oh my God. But there's a reason why she is that big. You know, there's a reason. I love her takes on pop culture. I love, you know, like she is, I always, 
I just always love the people that I'm like, oh, you geek out like I geek out. Like she points out things that I always like, oh, that's interesting. Or she'll uh, highlight an article to read. Uh, and I really look up to those things. She does great interviews with reality stars and celebrities. I mean, God, my God, she's, she's gotten in with the Kardashians. That's how big she is. And what I like about her uh, in her interview style, I was listening to one of her shows uh, this week before I, I, I talked with her, and she has such a great, relaxed interview style. You guys know how I'll always be like, what's going on? Because I'm really excited. And that's my way of doing things. But I always love to look at how other people do things as well. Uh, I try not to do it too much because I don't want to ever steal or copy something. But I love her attack on it. It's kind of this really confident, mellow uh, attack that really uh, ingratiates people to her. Uh, it's really, really... Um, uh, really amazing to listen to. And, uh, I always take notes when I'm looking at what, you know, what she's doing and what she does. I just think, wow, really one of the top people to do it out there. But having said all of that, she's also just funny as hell. And we laughed our asses off. We recorded this Friday morning and that was after I had gotten, I'm telling you guys, I was on three and a half hours of sleep and she, uh, I, I I was, I came in just maniacal. I was on so much coffee at that point, uh, early in the morning. She had our, it was like, you know, I think like one o'clock New York time. And we just laughed a lot. And that's what I wanted. I hope you guys laugh a lot too today. This is a perfect way to start your Monday. We go heavy onto the Vanderpump Rules stuff. I thought we were going to get to Kardashians and other things like that, but we just kept joking. And it's so great to like, to get to talk to people about their opinions on Vanderpump Rules right now because everybody has a different take on it and Amanda's is just so great and so funny and I hope you dig it as much as I dig doing it. It was like, oh, this is so perfect. It was like the perfect thing on my Friday after I had been up all night talking about it. It was just like this breath of fresh air so I hope you feel the same way as well. So we're going to do that right now. I hope you have a lot of laughs. We'll come back then we're going to do uh, the two girls that were at the Tom Sandoval and the Most Extra show, and then we'll do a pop culture roundup, and that's it, folks. But really, I want you to have the best week ever. We can do it together. We can have the best week ever. We got five days. Let's make them count. In fact, we only have three days because I always say after Wednesday, you can completely check out. So here she is from the podcast, the Instagram account, not skinny but not fat, Amanda Hirsch. Good. Today, I, I talked to this person last, I think like two and a half years ago over the pandemic. And I thought, I was like, oh my gosh, this person is so huge. I'm so lucky to talk to this person. And in those two and a half years, this person is like quadrupled in terms of what they, they have done. I mean, it is truly insane. She has one of the best podcasts out there. I just listened to her Carl Radke and Lindsay Hubbard interview, which was amazing. If you want clarification on this season of Summer House, that is the interview to go to. But her Instagram is the one-stop shop for everything reality show, pop culture. I had asked her to do this at the beginning of this season of Vanderpump Rules when I thought it would be fun just to recap the season. And it I had no clue that Scandal was going to happen. So, I mean, we have a lot to catch up on with that. But also, she does the uh, Kardashian catch-up on E!, you can follow that on all the links in her Instagram, but it, she is like second to none in terms of talking about the Kardashians, which I want to remind people the third season on Hulu premieres May 25th. Without further ado, you got not skinny, but not fat. Amanda Hirsch. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for that introduction. I mean, you too have grown so much since we 
since we last talked, you had some, some more cool people on your show. And so congrats to you as well with all of that. I thought you were just talking about weight wise. And I was like, yeah, I put on a couple, you, you know, it's like, we sit down a lot. You never know. You like you never. You're huge. You're enormous. <laughs> you're yeah. Enormous. Yes. Um, I was so excited when I was looking at your stories on Instagram this morning because you were actually uh, watching this week's episode yeah. of Vanderpump Rules. And when I watch your stories, you are kind of like all of us, that every man or woman or any that that watching these things and you just, the horror that we see horror. week in, week out. And I want to remind people, I think you have Katie Maloney coming on the show very soon on your show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, the hint, they I, it wasn't confirmed, but... Uh, yeah, I'll confirm it. Tuesday, the episode with Katie is going to come out. I've had her on a bunch of times in the past. We've actually become friends over the years. We've never done it in person. And when more of a perfect time to, to do it. But she's so honest and real. And we talk about the divorce and like, listen, I mean, there are no sides here. It's a very blatant, obvious situation. You know, this goes beyond reality TV. This is like, Right? That's Fucked. it. Exactly. It's, Beyond it's, reality TV. That's exactly fun. it. And and what's so funny is I went to dinner with Katie in September in LA. And I won't forget that that there I think it was then when the rumors were going on about Schwartz and Raquel and like the blinds about Coachella. And I and I remember <laughs> being like, oh my God, you know, and then and and I I I said this because it's not like a secret. It's like I remember Katie saying, "Yeah, but like something's weird with like Sandoval and Raquel's friendship." Meaning like people thought that for such a long. And I was like, well, "What do you think it is?" And she was like, "I don't know, just weird." And neither of us jumped to like, "Oh, they're fucking," but it was like something's weird with this friendship. Yeah. So to to see it all transpire. The, the, the mega knit. I mean, people have started watching Vanderpump Rules like they never have seen it before. I met this woman at the park the other day and I love that she had no idea like who I am. She had no, she doesn't watch reality TV and it's so nice. <laughs> just like somebody not to talk to about shit like that. Just like another mom. And then one day she comes to me and she's like, oh my God, you like showed up on my thing, whatever. But then the first question after that, that she asked me about, she's like, what's this? Sandy Badal thing. She like didn't know how to say the name, but that's what piqued her interest because this is the hugest story ever. I mean, Ariana is about to go to the Met Gala. She's curing cancer. I mean, what is going on? <laughs> no. is... Amanda, I, well, I think I think Ariana announced her candidacy for presidency a couple <laughs> weeks ago. She is running, and I think a lot of people will vote for her. But I mean, that's right. It's like ten seasons in, and this cast, their brains, especially the men's, they're mush. They don't think correctly after 10 seasons. It's like, it's kind of funny when we watch the first season and, you know, Stassi and Jax and all of this, like, you know, tawdry kind of behavior, but then they're in their forties, some of right. these people. And there's these men. There's the difference, right? It's the age. You would think. And, you, yeah. Um, but here's the other thing about Tom Sandoval that I keep on bringing up to people. I want to know if you agree with me. Um, it's like, I remember I used to take Sandoval's side a lot, even in the, his things with Stassi. Be like, what does everybody want from him? He's so great. And he's the only one that didn't cheat because Miami he's passionate. Yes. Wasn't, wasn't confirmed, right? And it was like, <laughs> he's he got cheated on by Kristen and fucked over by Jax. And here he is, just this like good guy and passionate exactly. And like, and and I think 
to get the validation that he does suck after years of thinking and trying to figure out why people don't like him. It's like people didn't like him. People didn't like him. No one could put the finger on why nobody could put the finger on why it's like, you can't say he did something fucked up, but like, whoop, there it is. Like he sucks after all. And I feel like that's another, there's some recipe that made this scandal scandal, right? It's like cheating. Everyone cheats, like whatever. She's the best friend. That's a huge part of it. She's also like fucking insane. Other huge part of it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure. All those things. But I think it's also (laughs) that people never liked Sandoval. And like, finally, it's not like the likable guy all of a sudden turns out to be a dick. Right. It's like the guy that no one liked and everyone was like, oh, he's so annoying, stupid mustache and his stupid clothes, you know, (laughs) all of a sudden it's like there is an explanation. So the whores are hoarding. Listen, but I will say I was one of the people and I got shit for it being like, don't vandalize this spot. Don't write fake Yelp reviews. Like, you know, let's let's also relax at the end of the day. Like it sucks and he sucks. And I hate to be like woman against woman, but she sucks more. What, so that's interesting. Like, see, I always think the Sandoval thing, you're like, okay, he he deserves the majority the own, like, the, of the anger, but you're saying she even sucks more. The one thing I can't get with Raquel, and even watching this week's episode, when you see that argument with where Terry Maloney, the mother of Katie, the, the goddess mother of Katie Maloney has to step in, and Raquel, there's just a blank look. She, It's like almost she's artificial intelligence. Like, I don't know if she knows where she's at half the time. She rolled her and eyes. That- she goes, oh my God, what, Terry? Like, <laughs> not say what? Terry's <laughs> name in vain, Raquel. Like, for you <laughs> to roll your eyes at Terry, like, what, Terry, what do you want again? You and your bullshit. Like, are you okay? Like, are you actually, no, that's what I, what, here's the thing. Scandal aside, she is psycho in all this Schwartz stuff. And we know the Schwartz stuff isn't even real. So why is she making it a more of a thing? That's what's concerning. It's like, she doesn't give a fuck about Schwartz. That kiss was the worst kiss ever. It's all like some weird fucking shit going on. (laughs) But she keeps on trying to make it a thing. And she keeps on going up to Katie. Her going up to Katie on Katie's special night and then interjecting herself into the conversation between Katie and Schwartz. Like, I was just like, no, 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 this can't be, this can't be real. Well, I said this on the show this week, and I think you you kind of uh, alluded to this in your stories. Is that like, was she like, I'm not condoning violence of any sort, but it's like, was she trying to get hit at a certain point? Was she trying to get shoved? Because she kept getting in Katie's face and she would never kind of, she would just have this blank look of like, I'm trying to talk to you and apologize. <laughs> she always had that shaky voice. Okay. But man, you it's so getting less reality. shaky. It's getting less yeah. shaky. But, she's, getting, okay. she's, getting, she's getting more. Have, she's getting more confidence, right? By the, the this the season finale should be like, what's going on? I'm Raquel. <laughs> I'm gonna do whatever I want with any of your guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But watching this, you watch so many reality television shows. Isn't it weird about Raquel though? Is that she still, even though she's causing the majority of this drama, she still doesn't pop on screen. Like you still, your eyes don't gravitate towards her in any sort of way. Do you feel the yeah. same way? 
Oh, I see what you mean. Like she's trying to be the star and she's getting a lot of screen time, but she doesn't have, I think, and, and Katie says this on my show, so I don't want to give too much away, but she, Raquel said it herself. She acted a certain way because of the pageant life. And once that These was pageants. out, she was like, fuck it. And it's like a switch. It's like in a movie, like a freaky, freaky Friday shit. It's like, Okay, from like the la la, I don't appreciate you. <laughs> so all of a sudden, like volunteering to go to Katie's room for Sheena and fucking like going in. Even for right. asking Katie. Um, and then I asked Schwartz if he wants to make out. All those things are pushing buttons. She was just trying to push buttons. And I, I really want to understand the intention. And then she apologizes to Katie after getting in her face, like. Katie's not a fucking idiot. Don't apologize to her now. And then Schwartz, which I'm happy for Oh, Katie. my God. Schwartz. It's like, I'm she's trying to him, apologize, uh, well, I'm happy, She's trying to apologize. I'm happy for Katie that she's finally getting the validation. Because for seasons yeah. upon seasons and years upon years, I was one of those. Oh, Me too. But Schwartz. Like, maybe he doesn't know. Yeah. You know, and but can you really be mad at him? And he he got lost at the resort, blackout, probably was with other women. It's okay, it's Schwartz. Yeah, like, yes. Remember, blackout doesn't yes. know where he went. He would get yeah. wasted just so he could go and cheat. Like that was his. <laughs> then it'd be like, Bob, Bob, can we just eat candy and watch Pauly Shore movies? I love you, Bob, Bob. And we were all like, he deserves a it. cheat now and then. He deserves <laughs> it. He deserves. He was drunk, you guys. That happens when you're drunk. Come on. He deserves it. <laughs> oh my god so you know cheating aside we never validated katie in the in their fights of him having her back we would be like she's being a nagging let him like you know whatever and i think we're finally seeing the gaslighting i hate that word i'm sorry for using it it's i know so weird. <laughs> disgusting but i think we're finally seeing the like oh that's what she's talking about he never has her side it almost seems like he's picking the other side by default, you know, and it's like, how can he see the reality in front of him or even not support Katie, the person you've known for 15 years versus the person you've met two seconds ago that's obviously being Satan? This dude can't even shower his own body. He's like rubbing <laughs> lemon rinds all over his armpits at like a restaurant. Like Sir Dad got downgraded to a D health rating after that. Like the dude's oh literally, God, and this guy has like lemons and limes at Schwartz and Sandy's. I'm telling you guys, do not use lemon and limes at Schwartz and Sandy's. Schwartz has oh rubbed that God. all over his body. But Katie, Katie, it's so brilliant this season because every time they pan to Katie, she's like Jim Halpert in the office when he catches the camera. She's kind of yeah. like, I, I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, I, I've told you this all along. I'm just done with it. The only thing I want for I'm Katie, I'm so though, happy for her, though. But I, I want her to stop texting it. him. Stop texting him at like she doesn't need to. It just services him more than it can ever do for her. She mm. is like on a she's doing She's doing so good that I want that ascension to keep happening. Just I stop feel like, texting I Schwartz. I feel like it probably did. You know, I feel like maybe the Raquel thing was the end of it. I do. I think that the Raquel part of it all. And I think it's just imagine the frustration of somebody that you think should like get you, respect you, understand you, all those things. Yeah, and they're person. being, and, and they're being Schwartz. I mean, and then you have Raquel just this like, flee that's like trying to ruin their lives 
I don't know if you guys know this, so I'll repeat this story. I've told this story on my um, podcast. It's crazy. It gives me shells to this day. The day the news broke of uh, Scandal, this is wild. I'm telling you, I have like reality TV celebrity kismet. Like that's been my life forever. It's like I was meant to be here. Put on a planet <laughs> for this. I was watching an episode of Vanderpump and randomly I was like, I fucking love Ariana guys. Like Ariana deserves more love. Let's show her some like fucking love this queen. And I said that because she was being so lovely. I think it was after the episode when they went to that wine bar and Raquel asked um, Katie. To Katie, it was like, he didn't make out with me, but I tried. And Katie was (laughs) like, like Katie goes, it's just too much. This is all too much. And Ariana said to Raquel, I didn't know you had it in you. Exactly. It was that scene where I was like, I fucking love Ariana. Let's show her some love. And the reason I said that was because I've liked her for years and I've had her on my show and always thought she was so awesome. And I think she felt, and I agreed that she never really got the public's real love. Like Stassi got it, you know, and Stassi got the wrath after that too. But, but Ariana didn't get that kind of Stassi love. You know what I mean? So it was just in that moment where I was like, Ariana fucking deserves a love. She responds to me with hearts. I can't remember if she like reposted or just responded. She's like, I love you. And then all of a sudden I'm getting DMs five minutes later, like Ariana deactivated her account. Like it's not there. And I was like, what? And then Amanda, I go, you were like, what did I do? Did I, what I, I, do? Sorry, I no. sorry, I, sorry, exactly. I DM'd you. Yeah. No, exactly. So I'm like, oh my <laughs> fuck. Like, are you kidding me? And this is before any news is out. So I text her because I have her number and I'm like, is everything okay? Like, are, did, did I do something? Like, did you get backlash? <laughs> and She's like, unless you, unless you slept with Sandoval. Yeah. Wait. And then she said, there are evil people I had close to me that ruined my life and theirs. That was March 3rd. It was the day that it broke. And I had no idea what she was talking about. I was like, okay, love you. Hope everything's okay. And it was like a few hours later that that fucking came out. And I was like, oh my fucking yeah. God. Like I could have never imagined this. And even when it first came out, we were all like, couldn't, couldn't I didn't imagine. believe it. I, know. I did not believe it because I knew I know them personally, and I like. I mean, I went to Coachella with those guys. I was there with Raquel Sandoval, and I, like I would have told you, you were so full of crap. And I defended Sandoval, like you said earlier. I was like, this guy is like weird. He likes his band, but he loves his woman. He doesn't cheat. You know, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I do a podcast. That's not a normal thing. You know, like so. I really looked up to him, and I would have fought anybody that told me otherwise that he cheated. And so when I got confirmation from, or you know, like it was. It was brutal. I was like, I, I felt like it was like, and that's how sad I am. I felt it was like a death in the family. I was like, no. But even then, I didn't think it would take off the way it did. Like, we're still like, what is this? Like, what are we, eight months later? It, it, we're, we're still, right. we're we're still, still as angry. Yeah, We're still as angry. And especially, I think, watching the show, as much as Tom is trying to paint it like, Ariana fucking hates me. Here she is saying she doesn't hate you not looking good you know oh like if, every if we scene. saw scenes of ariana being like he's so fucking annoying like i'd believe it i'd be like he is i get it but instead she's like he's so hot 
you know, yeah, I, love I want to be with him. I, I know, actually, I'm insecure about my own body. Like she was actually opening up to Raquel, which is one of the darkest scenes they'll study in reality show history <laughs> of Raquel trying to fish for information. And then Ariana opens up because she thinks she's with a trusted fan and she's also trusted friends, but fan. Oh my God. Yeah, I can't believe you said fan. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you know, listen, yeah. uh, but like she's opening up about these personal things and you can see Raquel like kind of her face looks crestfallen when she goes, oh, my God, I totally want to still be with him. She and looks like, uh, no, that I just got goosebumps. Just so you guys know what a loser I am. That moment when she's so obviously fishing for like, but you you were once emotionally like into it, though. Right. And oh, so you want to make it work. And then she's like, yeah, I want to make it work. And Raquel goes, you literally see her go. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 totally. I'm like, is this, a, is this, re like, how can this be real that this woman thinks she's a good villain, but she's the absolute worst because it's so awkward and so obvious everything that she's doing. Meanwhile, Ariana is defending her. And oh, to everybody. She's, person. To every, she's like torn apart because she likes Katie and she loves Raquel. And like, it really has put her in this weird position. She had a, the worst summer of her life. Her grandma, her dog passed away. And this whole time, Sandoval was like, literally like, by the way, I wish Raquel would have asked her like, well, what do you think about lightning bolts? You know, this lightning <laughs> bolt crap is like I insane. Wish I said that on my Instagram too. When all that came out and like the hairdressers and the manicurists and the friend of the friend and the grandma of the aunt, everybody started stating their opinions and their knowledge. Um, I was like, please have the lightning bolt thing be not true. It's so gross. And like as gross as this is, this is the grossest. So I just wish that it wasn't like the symbol of their love and like the secret award. So this is my thing, Ryan. I want to still hope. I want to still hope that it might not be the symbol of their love. However, in this um, uh, episode, we do realize that like he didn't buy it for her. These weren't matching necklaces. If any, if it's not a symbol of the love, it's she's such a fucking fangirl that she wanted to get the necklace that he has. That's fucking huge, and she's giving him that sign. She's giving she him that to, sign. Giving him, right. So it was like, she did that weird thing. Unless he was like, go find a lightning bolt at a random boutique. But, but Amanda, even if she did that herself, you know he got off on it. You know, he was like, dude, oh my God. She gets me <laughs> like Ariana. Ariana would never buy an $800 necklace with a lightning bolt, dude. Like, you know that that would never happen. <laughs> he has a oh little list, God. Amanda. Nobody really catches he? it, but he, he no, does. It's like I'm a sli slight, Amanda. Amanda, I'm telling you. Send it to me. I need a let. No, no, no. It's slight. It's so slight. I would have slight. seen it. It's so slight. I love it, lisps. I would have noticed that. It. No, it's not. It's not intense. It's slight. But anyways, I always think Sandoval thinks of he himself. So get off of it. I oh, get off on it. Oh my god. He thinks he's a lightning bolt. Like he, I theorized this this week. He <laughs> thinks he is the personification of a lightning bolt. He's like, I'm strong. I'm powerful. You never know where I'm going to strike. And that this has become a symbol. And Raquel is like, I'm a lightning bolt too. And so you know they have these weird, intense conversations where they each call each other lightning. You can picture all of this. Uh, but Amanda, the one thing I wanted to ask too about. You say you've watched all of these shows for so long. You're so good at it. But we're now being able to watch these shows two times. One time the way they intended it before Scandal. And now that Scandal happened, we're able to go back and watch it with completely different eyes. And you're able to get a completely different meaning. Like Raquel started off the season as an underdog that you sort of rooted for until like by the end of this season, you would not have rooted for her, especially with that Terry Maloney scene. But like, does it shock you? 
Like, how did you feel about Raquel at the beginning of the season? Oh, no, I was like, oh, I was that. I was, I, I should be smacked upside down. I, I was, I was like, go girl vibes. Or if I wasn't go girling, I was like, I feel bad for her. <laughs> I, I was like, I, if I wasn't go girling, I was like, um, I feel bad for her though, because she like, doesn't know. And she's obviously awkward and she's obviously still broken from James and she doesn't know who she is. And you know, these girls aren't really nice to her. So I think Scandival aside, I think I can think of this objectively watching the Schwartz thing play out. I would have been like, she's fucking nuts anyway. But at the beginning of the season, I mean, she breaks down and cries and I wonder, does she have emotions and she feels bad about what's going on? Or is it literally her still crying about pageants? You know, these pageant, the pageant life. Oh my God. I never knew it was this intense. Like she was like, I had my whole life set up for me, which by the way, at this point, if your mental health is this affected and I really do, I take it very seriously. Don't come back for season 11. Don't do it. Take care of your mental health. And also if you were that into pageants like why don't you go work with the kids that you said you were going to work with during the pageants don't work with these numb nuts go work you know go work and actual help people and try to fix your life um but Raquel uh Raquel aside I do want to get to Tom Sandoval really quickly I know you're married um and I just like a, a word of warning do you do you stock up on batteries and pins and towels for your husband you don't make him do it right because Tom, Where what happened? Where is this going? Ariana's Ryan a monster, has, Amanda. Ryan spends in batteries, Bailey. Well, because that's what Sandoval said in that scene. He's like, dude, Schwartz, I, 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 I always have to buy pins and batteries and towels. <laughs> and he's like, are you kidding me, dude? No way. He's like, that's a rocky road when it gets to that point. Like what are you, like are women just there for to shop for us and have sex with us? And like, is that is Wait, that that's literally insane? He was Isn't trying, it? it's comical how hard he was trying and like it just wasn't landing. Even the Beyonce when he was like, I love Beyonce. <laughs> and he back on Love Island. We love Love Island. I know, we love Love Island. And it's like, yes, watch the 50 episodes or stop when they all fall in love like a normal person. That's when I stop, <laughs> by the way. Well, I'm Amanda. Like, no more he, drama, I'm, I'm out. He can't do 50 episodes. He's not good with commitment. He couldn't yeah, do it. He, he couldn't he's hang in busy. there. He's too busy. Yeah. Um, Listen, he was really fishing for, I mean, the fact that Ariana, I mean, I hate this narrative because it's like, I don't want to put it ever on the woman for not noticing, but like she is just in his corner no matter what. Her love is blind, you know, her love is unconditional and is blind. She will defend him even though he stayed at that fucking house when her grandmother died. She doesn't dude, care about at it. At a party. Like, and all the, dude, Jax was at that party. Lala was at that party. Sheena, I mean, God bless her vlogs. That's the only reason we have video footage. <laughs> but imagine one of the closest people in your life passing away. And you're like, dude, I can't dip out of this party. It's so <laughs> awesome here in this beach area. And Jax is here, but I'd rather be around Jax than come back and be with you. But why didn't, but why is it that she doesn't care? She only cared that people were talking about it. But don't you think, Amanda, that when you do open up your life to reality television, especially after that, she's so used to people having opinions about her relationship that in her head, she just thinks Tom's this eclectic dude that she fell in love with. He always wants to be out. He always wants to be a connector um, because I bet like he always wants to buy people drinks and make sure everybody's having a good time. And maybe she was like, OK, I need 
I like to be more at home, but he goes and does his thing. I trust him. He yeah. seems like such a positive person, maybe. And maybe they have a code of like, yeah, I don't want to keep opening up our relationship to people bad mouthing us when I think what we have is is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just wild how how much he was missing. And and it's wild that that's the only thing he could come up with, you know? The only thing was the pens and the batteries in the, I mean, she needs, a, I guess she needs a lot of batteries if she's not having sex with him. Well, you know? by the way, I mean, Raquel probably is stocked on batteries. Raquel <laughs> runs on double A batteries. So she has to always be stocked. I know, no, but she honestly might. Well, what do you think about DJ James Kennedy? Cause he's had kind of a redemption season oh, in a yeah. way, but I do want to say like people have like short term memories. Cause DJ James Kennedy has said a lot of things over the seasons, but all of a sudden he's, you know, he's everybody's hero because he, he knows his way around a talking head. Even in the reunion trailer, he's like, poo poo head, you two poo poo heads. And you just laugh at anything that comes out of this dude's mouth. Yeah. Where are you at with DJ James Kennedy? He is amazing television. He's TV gold. I think he's a second from explosion. Like he's a ticking <laughs> time bomb. He's a ticking. <laughs> He's like, happy birthday, Lisa. I'm going to fucking kill you in my sleep, you know? <laughs> like, he's... But it's so cute. You know, I just did a podcast today with these funny girls. Um, they have a podcast called, called I've Had It. Uh -huh. um, and it's just shit they've had it with. I'm like, I connect Oh, with it's that. Just, uh, the, the two ladies from the, the Bravo right. show, right? Yeah, yeah, They are hilarious. Yeah, you should have great. them on your show. Yeah. Um. They just don't give a fuck. They can say whatever. But uh, I was saying that I've had it with herd mentality. And this isn't only herd mentality when it comes to canceling a person. Because that we know, right? Everyone's a herd. Everyone hates Tom Sandoval, the whatever. I'm talking about the positive herd mentality that I also don't like. Because... Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Because even with Ariana, and I love that she's getting the support, I think people need to calm the fuck down too. Because like, let's not it scares me for her. You know, it scares me that it's too much. It's too much pedestalness, you know? And the same with like Sophia Richie who just got married. Like, Hey, hi, I've been following Sophia for 25 years and loved her. I've been saying she's the most motherfucking chic bitch on the planet. Did you just notice it because she got married? Great. But then it's like Vogue, every fucking magazine, <laughs> fashion shows, every brand deal. It's like, stop blowing people up. Let yes. people like have an opinion and I hate having the same opinion. I tried to not like Pedro Pascal. I fucking love him. What am I going to do? Everybody loves him, you know, but it's like, There's you blow one. these people up. And now with James, it's like, everyone's like, I'm fucking obsessed with James. James is the motherfucking best. And it's like, yeah, James is reality TV gold, but he's still James. He's like on the verge at all fucking times. He literally, but you know what? I appreciate the fact that he could say whatever he wants, do whatever he wants. I feel like, you know, Jackie Schimmel said this once. She's like, you can't be canceled if you've never been been green lit. And I feel like that's James, right? James yeah. can say whatever he wants. He can call people fat all day. No one's going to be like, <laughs> no one's going to be like, oh, James called somebody fat. Cancel him. He's fat phobic. You know, no, I, I live in fear of DJ James. Kidney. No, that's like I live in fear of the day he will eventually. He'll be like Ryan Bailey, you fat fuck with your big belly, your big sloppy belly. I'm playing Imagine Festival, Bailey, you fatso. He does it every episode. Every episode. Every episode. But you know what? Consistency ever since Fat Man. Um, the fact when Lisa asked how many people are going to be at Imagine Festival. 
and it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't and matter. He Lisa. did a deep breath to not choke her out, and it was like. <laughs> It's about the experience, Lisa, you know, like he's a step away from <laughs> killing and I'm glad that we're all loving it, but I like but, to but say in moderation, like, you know, yeah, I'll well, say this from the beginning of watching Vanderpump Rules, I always said, these are characters to me. Even if I know some of them personally, when I'm watching the show, it's television. I can still be like, yeah, that was fucking awesome. The way he cheated, you know, like I'm enjoying it as television. You know, yeah. and then there's the real life part where I'm like, that's an awful human. But I've never hated James. Like from the beginning, even when he, what did he do? Spit on Kristen? What didn't he do to Kristen? I mean, he did like do. And remember then, like he, he's like, yeah, I porked on the BMW <laughs> after he like got back. He, he was like, so now remember when Dodie, like at, at Sheena's first wedding was like hitting him yeah. because he was like, screw you, Dodie. Yeah. I mean, he's done some wild things, but and then he spat on her and then he spat on her at her, at her apartment. Yeah. I mean, they, they, there, you could do a really intense supercut of DJ James Kennedy, but you're right though. We build these people up. And then like with Ariana, you can't, like that stuff can only go so far. Eventually Ariana will make a mistake because she's human and we're going to yeah. tear her back down again. I would be afraid of that. But like with Sandoval right now, you live in New York. Uh, they it's just also like Ariana has always been awesome. She's not just awesome because she's been cheated on, you know, and all of a sudden they're like following her and her boyfriend. It's, it's just like weird. And also who's this really... boyfriend? I don't know. I'm like, I'm going to be sus of anyone coming into her life right now, you know? Like, I'm sorry, because of these men and he's Vanderpump making, Rules. He's making, like, reels. He's making reels. Like, should we Oh, is he really? He's making reels. Oh. See, I don't trust anybody anymore in terms of males. <laughs> like, so I don't trust myself. I don't trust anybody. Like, yeah, that's, we all want the best for Ariana, but we are so quick to really bash people as well. But the Sandoval stuff, would you ever, this is the other thing I've been noticing. I was watching on TikTok, all of these people going to Tom Sandoval on the most extras shows to, to watch him rock out on his cover band. But like, I keep getting DMs of like, oh, 75% of the people were there to make fun of him. And I'm like, that's a long way to go to get an Instagram picture to make fun of somebody. Would you ever do that for the gram? Would you ever put yourself in that kind of position? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Not for the gram, but I, I will say I am intrigued to see the show. Like actually the opposite, not for the gram. If I could go and nobody would know, but I could just see like this creature on stage with his veins, you know, and his he's dick so veins. proud of those veins. He <laughs> wants everybody to see those veins. Listen, like, he, he loves works his out. Veins. What is going on with that bod? I mean, it's pretty. It's like a porno bod, right? Don't, Amanda, stop. He's gonna love every piece of this that you're saying. Stop. He's like, dude, that's what I want, dude. Ariana didn't know how much I wanted to have sex, dude. I'm so good at sex. He's so obsessed with like <laughs> sexual prowess, like that. Oh my uh, God. God. So you're saying you might go just to see the experience? I would, wouldn't you? Like, I want to see him doing like um, Amanda. walk 500 miles. Like, I, oh, it would be so funny. <laughs> He sings like, the lightning wait, in a bottle song. Would you not go for the comedy? Would you not go for Amanda, the comedy? Amanda, I've seen four of those shows pre-Scandal. I've seen four of those. Like, I was oh. like, I, I've... You were fanboying? <laughs> like, Amanda, Amanda, goes, Amanda goes, oh, oh. But, <laughs> no, I, mean, I was friends with them. I, went, I wanted to support. I wanted to... Now it would be really weird for me for so many reasons. But the fact that this attention economy that we've built up, 
even bad attention is good attention. Like he's still getting a kick out of it that people are still wanting to show up and be around this kind of mess. And I'm like, is this good or bad? But in today's pop culture landscape, it's so blurry. It like doesn't matter if you're a hero or a villain, at least you're getting attention and clicks. Well, I think at the end of the day, think about it like this though. And I know I'm not like Team Sandoval. If there was a real musician on a tour and he cheated on his girlfriend, would he not go on tour anymore? I'm, are we talking Elton John? Who are we talking? I mean, like, it's got to be depending like, on. No, we're, we're talking like a, a, a big time. Like, yeah. Like, not no, Elton I, John. <laughs> if, <laughs> but, like, if you tell me Elton's cheating, I'm out, Amanda. I'm done. But, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. It's no, still I know. cheating. Like, should he not do the thing? It's gross. Okay, but, it's tacky. But it's like, what is he supposed to do? Not no, do it and sulk at home? Completely. But there's a difference between a real musician and I don't, I'm trying, but he's like, he's getting better. Like he's a karaoke kind of a guy. Like I used to watch, like he loves karaoke and this is his karaoke wet dream because he has a real band of actual professional musicians and he gets to go out there and live that dream. But to me, that's different than a professional musician where I'm like, well, these songs still mean so much to me. Right. You know, it's right. like his no, cover songs. Yeah. But, but he shouldn't be, he shouldn't be. He doesn't need to put out a black box statement saying I'm going to be quitting, you know, my tour because of this ordeal. But don't you think he needs like to check himself into a mental health facility like Raquel is supposedly done? Um, no, I don't. I, 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 I think that he he doesn't seem to have like, yes, he's trying very much for us to, to for he's trying to make it seem like. Ariana sucks in the relationship, right? And he's trying to be like, she doesn't like me, blah, blah, blah. So I'm trying to see like some humanness in that, in that he wants it to end. Do you get where I'm going with this? It's like- I do, I, I do get where you're yeah. He doesn't seem as like, he might suck. He might be a narcissist. Again, another overused word. I'm not sure what it means anymore, but like she's psycho. Like what she's doing on the show with the lightning bolt, and the and the other shit. He's he's not even lying. Good. He's like I dipped out. I didn't dip, dip out. And then with the party, he's no. like, I didn't get a ride. And Lala's like, like it's almost like he wants to get caught. Like when oh, when Lala completely. said, when Lala said, like, but I saw you with Jason. He's like, oh yeah. Lala's like, and he said he's leaving. You could have gone. And he's like, well, you know, try to, you know. So I feel like. He, next to her, he just seems less calculated. Like, it seems like he probably fell in love. He's getting the sex. He's getting the all the shit that he wants that maybe Ariana isn't giving him. So he's cheating. It's gross. It's disgusting. He likes to be on stage and have his dick veins. But, like, the way she's going about it, trying to talk to Ariana about her sex life, coming up to Katie. I mean, I can't get over, I can't get over her. She scares me. And you know what? Lala knew it. Lala fucking yeah. knew it. Yeah. By the way, kudos to Lala. I mean, she called it before anybody else. And listen, I've had dis- I've, I've not agreed with everything Lala has said, but she kind of really honed in on that. And of course, by the way, I wish this season kind of even nailed into Randall way more. I think he dodged a massive bullet. But also, yes. by the way, would you say Tom Sandoval has full body dick veins? You just said dick veins, but I'm like, he has full body dick veins. He oh, has veins he- everywhere. He has full body dick veins. He's like, he's like, dude, these dick veins go everywhere. Um, also, Tom is so not good at lying that he told, he literally said, he's like, Ariana, I can't come home because I'm taking a shit. 
Like he used that excuse and like goes, Ariana goes, you said you were taking a shit and you couldn't leave. And Lala goes, no, he wasn't. He was right there. You know, he wasn't taking a shit. Like not like, even that's trying. How he not used that trying. as an excuse. Yeah, I know. Not even trying. Like that's laughable. Not even trying. That's what I'm saying. Like did, did he almost want Ariana to be mad and break up with him over it? Like, oh my God, I do suck. I didn't come near when you're, you should break up with me. I wasn't yeah, there dude, for you with your grandma. Uh, yeah. And, well, I mean, and, you're in a you're in a successful, committed relationship. Uh, you always throw your 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 hubby like you just had a beautiful post about him the other day. But I do want to you know step away from this kind of I believe fallacy of we need to kiss our partner's ass twenty four seven. That's just not the reality of any kind of relationship. Is like hero worshiping your partner, and that seems to be one of the big things that Tom feels like he's not getting is hero worship from his partner mm, of ten years. That's how you're feeling. Oh, am I, is that not correct? No, no, no. I, I just feel like that's coming on really strongly from you. Yeah. I mean, I feel yeah. like that is like something he wants theory. to be. Yeah. You have this theory about Sandy that he wants to be worshipped and Ariana isn't giving that to him. And that's why he's going with like a fan. Kind of. Raquel yeah. is like, Raquel is falling for everything that he says. He, you know, she probably tells him how passionate and what a poet he is. And, you know, when you're in a 10 year relationship, yeah, there's probably very few times at this point where Ariana's going, Oh my God, like you're just, you're just the poetry that comes out of your cover songs is just amazing. Like it's yeah. just different. Yeah. Um, no, I, I have to say that as someone that's in a, you know, over 10 year relationship, you do more of the opposite. Yes. Than of the, but then it means more. It means more. When you get it sometimes and you don't get it all day, you know, who would want that all day? That's crazy. And I I completely agree. But on reality shows, these people think really weird. What do you expect to, to see in the reunion? Is there something that you're looking towards, like that you would want I'm to scared. find out? I mean, I'm scared to see them eat them alive. Like, even though obviously I made it very clear that I don't on one hand feel bad for Raquel. I think that and the way you imitate her voice and stuff, I think unless she's full psycho that she's like not equipped. Like, I don't know if she's equipped to handle Lala. Like I'd be fucking terrified of Lala. She's a verbal assassin. Yeah. Like she will take you out. And I mean, we heard what went down at the reunion that they, they obliterated them. So I think it's going to be hard to watch those parts of just everyone coming at them and the moments where Schwartz's version doesn't align <laughs> with Sandoval's. But my favorite, and I posted this clip, was when Raquel still tried to not take accountability. And she goes, well, James and Lala can't talk because they fucked when we were dating. And she's like, I wasn't your best friend, ho! Fucking wait, love and that. Oh, you can hear goodness. DJ James Kennedy underneath that. And he goes, I was 25. Like yeah. that was an excuse. He was like, oh, I was mid twenties. It doesn't count. If well, you're that's the other thing he loves to make fun of people being fat and old. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah, Jax was an old man. Yeah. yeah. Old man, old fat man. Um, uh, but that's wild. That moment, Ryan, I can watch it. Like that's the reason I even posted it was for me to watch it on repeat. Lala just saying, I wasn't your best friend, ho. And I think talking about that recipe that I said before, like what made this scandal bigger than anything else, I think at the end of the day, that's the biggest piece. It's not only was this a long-term relationship, Ariana fucking believed in Raquel, had her back more than she ever fucking should have. Sheena had Raquel's back. All these people kept protecting this broken 
Like they were protecting her in this fucked up way where they would sell their souls. Just not Raquel. Don't touch Raquel. Poor Raquel. And meanwhile, she was fucking them all over. It is wild to me. And I don't think this girl is equipped to handle these people because they're going to come on strong. And um, I hope she, you know, can handle it. The pictures we see and even that trailer, it doesn't look like she's she's shook. Like, you you know, Tom looks like a beaten man, but right. Raquel does not, like, you don't see tr- crying bags. You don't right. see, like, she looks well put together. And even in all the, like, the the photos, she doesn't look rattled. And that, like, just goes to show what I think she's been all season. Every time something happens, there seems to be a blankness there that I don't know if things are actually getting through to, like, any kind of cortex brain power. Yeah. So is she just dumb, like we thought from the beginning? Or is it actually, like... She's socio because when Katie saw her snickering and I said this, don't condone violence, but the restraint I would have to have, and I've never hit a person in my life. When you're snickering in my face after having caused all of that, oh my God. And, and we see it in the, we see it in the finale or in the, when she sits with Sandoval and she's like, what have we done? I'm yeah, like, Whatever. It, this turned out so poor, poorly like, than we ever thought. Know, she's not well. And do you think, though, Ryan, a question for you. Do you see ever, because her dream, right, we think is to be famous. And that's why maybe she wanted to, like, be in front of the camera so much. Do you ever see her making a, a good apology, not that week one, and starting to be like a full-blown influencer? And or is this over for her? Her followers uh, went up a little bit, right? Like yeah, everybody's did. followers went up except Sandoval's went down a little bit. Um, but you know, uh I really don't see this going well for her because like I said, I don't think she commands the stage in a good way, mm-hmm. even as a villain. I think you have to com- I think you have to show people what they should be doing and living for, you know, like you have to show somebody something to be some sort of an influencer. And I don't think she handles that mantle. Well, I think she sees everybody and she's a fan of everybody. In fact, I bet she's a fan of yours. I bet she's a fan of a lot of strong women that do and talk about all these topics. She's never just been able to step in and we don't have a strong sense of her own personality. So why would we ever follow her? And when you have this big of a strike against you and this much, I mean, we've not seen something in reality television happen at this kind of Richter scale event for a long time. So I think it would take years and years. And even then, I still don't know what her talent. I mean, her talent at like the pageant competition was boogie boarding for the love of God. Are you kidding me? Boogie boarding. I know. Like, was she I, like start boogie boarding? It's not looking good is I I'd agree with you. It's not looking good. And um, it's really sad. She blew up her life like that because you like we were talking about before I thought I would at the beginning of the season. Now I, I don't think I would. And I don't even think it would be that fascinating of an interview. That's what I'm saying. Like Katie would be open and honest. You have other people that would be open and honest. I just don't know what is there there. Every time I've heard Raquel do an interview, I've not gotten anything from it. And I don't mean that in a negative way. Cause I did support her, but it just is like, there's not that, there's not that ability to look at your own life and process what actually happened in this moment. Maybe she will in her thirties. Maybe she'll wake up at some point. I just, it's just wild. Um, I only have you for a couple more minutes here. Um, Jax, would you ever want him back on the show? Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high end versatile pieces 
at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Yeah, why not? I mean, do you know how Peacock makes you watch? Like, it shows up for you after his little show with Brittany. Um, (laughs) I mean... 
I don't know. He's not like friends with anybody. I'm not against him coming back. I'm not against him coming back. So yeah, I could, I could have him come back. Wouldn't you be scared though, that he would blow up his own life again? He has such a nice family. <laughs> yeah. I know, such a, like, if you get on the show, you're just getting more attention and Jackson's know. known to not make great decisions. I just feel like you'd be put in that lion's den again. I know. I know. Maybe for the sake of like Brittany, no. Um, but it was wild to me the press tour that he went on after the scandal, you know? <laughs> he would it's go, wild. he'd be like, yeah, Schwartz told me he knew in August and Brittany would be like, you didn't say that, Jax. What are you talking about? Like, Brittany would always like be like, I don't know what you're talking about, Jax. And he would know everything all of a sudden and like say it in like but an you interview know, with But you know, at the end tonight. of the day, and Katie said this to me once, because I had asked Katie, like, if it doesn't bother like Ariana, that like Chris and Dodie is yeah. doing podcasts about it. Lala selling merch about it, you know, like in normal life, if your friend was selling merch based on your cheating scandal, I'd be like, that's not cool. Um, like, just think about that for a second. you guys. No, I mean, they think like, you know, we and all Chris go through breakups and hard like, times. Chris and Dodie was like, I'm not even on a, on a, on contract. I can talk. I can talk. Come listen to my podcast. Wipe up. You know, you're like, oh, like, but the way Katie put it was like, at the end of the day, this is real life, but it's also they are on reality TV. And it's not a virtuous thing. That's a Katie word, not mine, because I wouldn't say that word. But um, and then I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that's why you have to separate it as much as we don't want to. And we want to just be like real life, real life. It is reality TV. And they're they are good people, but it's not virtue like you wouldn't do that to your friend right you wouldn't be like he can't talk about his breakup but i can tune in at 2 p.m yeah. <laughs> imagine you're just real life friends you start making merch of like you know danny broke up with roberta t-shirt merch you like nobody would it, it would be it's, wild it's wild. it's what i i think that if i was in it like i couldn't do it but if i was i would not be able to because i'd be like why are you making merch and making money off my heart getting shattered Hey, Dodie, why are you podcasting about this thing that I am contractually not allowed to, but you can, <laughs> but you're getting swipe ups and podcast listens because of it. I don't think I would be able to handle it, but these people after all these years know what they signed up for and can like accept, they can take a lot. That's what I'm saying. If they get to the point where they can't, I mean, Sheena accepted Katie coming to her wedding, but not coming to her wedding. Could you imagine that telling your friend, Okay, it's okay. You backed out of my wedding, but like stay at the resort, see you at the pool. You're used to this. That's what I'm saying. They've had 10 years of being used to this kind of behavior. Yeah. And so now they're like, we've, we've had two bad seasons. We're, we've got to hop on this while, you know, we've got to make our money right now. And not, you know, it's like, listen, this is part of what we do. We've got to ride this wave because we know that it'll eventually end again. And like this show is more popular than it ever has been. And that only comes around. You usually don't have that kind of cyclical thing in reality television. So they're riding that out. It. I just want to say, I mean, I mean, I've never stopped. I said, I'm going down with this ship and I'll still go down with this ship. Period. <laughs> I'll um, be at the back lot of sir. Okay. When it closes smoking a fucking cigarette because well, don't do it around those propane tanks. Lisa wants you literally to burn down, sir. And by the way, if Amanda burned, if not skinny, but not fat burned down, sir, that's legend status. Like screw like Dodie anymore. Like that's Amanda's. <laughs> she will be joining season 11 of the yeah. cast. Put me um, in coach. 
Okay, uh, listen, I didn't even get to the Kardashians, which premieres May 25th, but Amanda is like one of your number one source on the Kardashians. Go check out that E, and I can't wait to watch her recap the Hulu series. Uh, Tristan, yay or nay? Just real quick, yay or nay? Do we like him back in the fold? Nay, I don't. Nay, 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 nay. Okay, good. Okay, good. And nay. you can say that. Um, yeah, I can say that. Um, and then finally, what's coming up on the pod? We know Katie Maloney is coming out, but like, what else is like, you just keep ascending. What's next? Like, oh you God, finally have you. a set. You had Carl and Do Lindsay I? in like, well, no, I set? thought that was like, you had Carl oh. and Lindsay. I thought that was like a oh. set. You had a full oh, it's a studio. And... That's cute. It's a studio. It's, it's cute. Just a studio. <laughs> it's cute. It's, it's, it's a, a studio. studio. Um, Carl and Lindsay were on. Katie's coming on there. I don't know. I, 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 there are a bunch coming on and, um, I like to kind of, t I don't know. Do you have that thing or you don't have that thing? I like to like just surprise it, you know? No, I, I do. No, definitely like that. But I feel like you have a lot of surprises in store. Like that's the thing. I know you probably have tons of surprises you're sitting on. And like, I always theorize the first time you will have a full blown show. Like I know you're d dabbling with the E thing, but at this point I'm like, E should just give you the oh hour. God, thank you. But don't thank you think you. that's where this is headed? And it probably is. That's and you my just can't dream, tell us. To be honest, like I was always afraid to say my dream to the point where I don't think I knew what it was. And I think that now I know what it is. And with just to be to, to, yeah, to have my own show and do what I'm doing. Like, I love the podcast part of it so much. And I love talking to people so much and learning about people. And, and that is definitely like, that is definitely like, you know, the dream. You remind me of a lightning bolt, Amanda. You're just so like, you just, you're so powerful. You just strike. Oh my um, God. Never again. A lightning bolt. Everyone get your tattoos, tattoos lasered <laughs> off immediately. If you have a lightning bolt. Oh, uh, also you guys, I will be selling merchandise. Uh, not skinny, but not fat was on my podcast. Please buy that. I'm trying to buy a <laughs> condo in Palm Springs next to Lala. Um, and, uh, Amanda, you know, everything, this was such a gift for you to Thank come you. on. I really Brian. appreciate you. Cause I know this is a Friday and how busy you are, but man, this was so much fun. I had so many laughs with you. So thank you so Same. much. Thank you, Ryan. You're the best. Amanda Hirsch, ladies and gentlemen, wasn't that a, <laughs> oh, I hope you guys had fun listening to that. Cause I was just, uh, I, I want to do a whole nother interview with her though. Just to like, I want to talk about her progression over the last two years. I mean, there is an amazing story in there. Imagine the opportunities that are presented uh, to her now from where she started to now. I'm sure it seems like just one big blur uh, for her because she also has like a, a beautiful son. She has a husband and it's just, oh gosh, I would love to do that interview one day on top of I wanted to talk to Summer House with her and Kardashians, which I'm going to talk a little bit about both of those topics right after this part of it, because uh, we're, we're we're on to our next guest right now. Yeah, this is a jam-packed show. Uh, we've talked about Tom Sandoval and the most extras many times. In fact, I was just talking about it with Amanda Hirsch, and I was debating that fact of would, would you go to a Tom Sandoval and the most extras show? Now, once again, I want to clarify, I am not talking about the band. The band is decent. The band is good. I've enjoyed the band. But Tom Sandoval right now, in my opinion, you know, the horrific lies that we see highlighted week after week, it's kind of taking the fun out of it for me. And I might be way too close to this subject matter for it to really, um, really make sense for me. But for a lot of you guys, you're going. 
Now, there is some deception there. He's saying he's playing for sold-out shows, 2,000 people, blah, 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 and that is just not the case. In fact, I was on Sarah Galley's show, Andy's Girls, on uh, Saturday. I had a fabulous discussion with her as well, and we talked a little bit about this. My God, you know, you would think that it would get boring talking about this, and I don't know, maybe it's boring listening to, but I, I'm still finding it so fascinating to talk about because I think it reveals so much about us and how we consume media and how we deal with these situations in our real lives as well. I mean, we get cheated on as well. We get lied and betrayed to, you know, we get betrayed in real life. So I think it touches on some common themes on top of it's a show that we've always genuinely loved. So I think it's just this weird confluence of events at just the right time, you know, just the right time and the right place to kind of create this hysteria that we haven't seen around a reality television series in a long time. Because I was trying to, I was trying to think even about God, by the way, you guys, do you hear me trying to not burp? That's straight up onion. That is straight up onion. Like I was telling you, never eat raw onions. It is horrific and they should be banned. And that's if I ever run for president, I'm banning onions, period. Unless they're grilled, grilled onions, fine. Raw onions, illegal, evil. Tom Sandoval's a big raw onion. How about that? But anyways, people are going out there. And a lot of people are going out there to show their support for Ariana. Now, two of these women that we have on right now, they were at the Friday night show, a free show in Houston, which is outside. You'll hear their story. And uh, listen, they, you know, (laughs) poor Allison, she like was trying to get service. She was driving. You know, they did this very last minute. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, come on, if you're going to go, why bring signs making, you know, Team Ariana and stuff? But I think that's the part that we're talking about. There's a rock horror picture show kind of element to all of this is that people are participating listen you're on a reality show we the audience is a cast member as well reality shows i've always said they do not make sense or fly unless the audience is a participant in it that's why these shows really depend on us talking about it They need us talking about it. That's why this show is at an all-time high, because we are at an all-time high in terms of the frenzy of talking about this show. That's how it works. Now, of course, there's some water cooler shows like Succession, Yellow Jackets, things like that, that also need us to talk about it. But reality shows, they can really succeed or die depending on what the audience says about it. And if they're saying nothing, that is not a good sign. So... With that kind of uh, notion, that does spill over into real life. If we're going to come out and see a reality star, you're probably going to get our opinion. If we love you, we love you. And by the way, I've been at DJ James Kennedy's shows at Sir where people were making fun of him, and now people are loving him. And I've been at Tom Sandoval and the most extra shows where people were loving him because it was good old Tom. Yay, Tom, look at him up there achieving his dreams. Might not be the best singer in the world, but he's got so much passion. But now a lot of people really dislike him and he's going to feel that. But at the same time, I kind of have this eerie suspicion that I don't think he truly cares. I think it's a power of perception where in his mind, he is a rock god. I don't know if he necessarily sees any of this. I don't think he has 
that kind of thing in you that would tell you, stop, this is embarrassing. This is kind of has secondhand embarrassment all over that. I don't think he feels that. So for you to feel bad for him, I don't think he even needs that. And also, like I always say, if you do something wrong, there are going to be consequences. Now, most of us probably won't have people show up to your work with signs saying, boo, Ryan, you suck. But if you cheat on a nine-month affair on a national television show and make your partner of nine years that you said you love and respect look like a fool, then you might have people with signs showing up to your show as you do your karaoke jams, you know? Um, anyways, I was reading this Medium article right before I, I came on. It was written by uh, a lady named Allison King. It's on Medium.com. It says, I went to see Tom Sandoval in The Most Extras, so you don't have to. And it was a very great review of the show. Um, and it kind of went through the entire show. Now, I know the show backwards and forwards from watching it all on TikTok, and I've seen this live before. But they say uh, he, she makes the point of Sandoval's signature shtick included. Each move repeated many times throughout the night on a loop, jumping on a platform and doing rock star-esque posing, reaching into the crowd, taking a fan's phone, turning it around to take a selfie video while he was singing, some very strange mic stand twirling that seemed dangerous considering the proximity of his bandmates on a small stage, bongo playing, throwing himself down on the floor in a dramatic fashion, unaware that we couldn't see him when he did anything on the floor. Um, so that is something as well. She also says she got confirmation that the Schwartz's mom, uh, you know, uh, the lyrics that he changes of Raquel is not for me. She says she has confirmation that the lyric actually was Raquel is hot for me. So who knows? Maybe he changes it each night. Maybe it's like a variation, like a Taylor Swift album where there's like 12 different variations of one song. Um, anyways, she sums up this whole show at the end of the article. She says, all in all, I would give Tom a C minus vocally and the most extras, the backing band an A without him, they would make a fabulous cover band. I really hope they can shake him as soon as this tour is over, because let's face it, this is likely his first and last national tour. In some, I feel the dragged along in some, I feel the dragged along, but still chipper husband in front of us said it best. I've been to over a hundred shows. This was, by far, the worst. Damn, what an end. What what an end to that. But I think this is interesting. I mean, somebody putting themselves out to their night after night, and you almost could fool yourself into thinking it's noble in some way until you actually start thinking about it. And it's like, no, it's still self-serving and completely egotistical. Nothing is on the line here. You know, there's nothing. It is just pure ego once again, which I think is what got him in trouble in the first. I don't even think I think I know this is what got him in trouble in the first place. Now, let's get to our guests right now. Uh, their names are Allison Johnson and and uh, Jessica Satello. Uh, I met them on Saturday uh, for the first time. Like I said, the, the reception is a little dicey on Allison's, and she had cut out towards the end. But they, they're just really fun-loving fans like we all are. And uh, I, I kind of I loved it, you know. I, I don't necessarily – and remember, this was a free show. They didn't pay. But I don't think I would go. But I love the people that are going. Like, it really is becoming Rocky Horror Picture Show. I kind of didn't understand it last week, and I was like, that's kind of disappointing. But now I kind of get it. Everybody's dressing up, wearing their shirts, yelling out, Team Ariana. It's kind of a scene. It almost is like somebody made the point of this is that when I've seen Countess Luann play a couple of times, yeah, I've seen her a couple of times. I follow her around like the Grateful Dead, is that I don't go to see Countess Luann sing. I go to be around 
fellow Bravo fans. It's why we listen to podcasts. It's why we uh, post on Instagram. It's why we make memes to be around a community that we all built together. And that's what this is. It's a community function. It's a community meeting, if you will. It just so happens that the backing music is Tom Sandoval and the most extras, but it could be anybody. It's just a chance for people to come out and show that they're fans and probably have amazing conversations with people that they've never met about this. And when I look at it that way, I completely, totally understand it. But I am warning the women and the men out there who Tom Sandoval might try to hit on, be careful, be wary. It is not worth it. Trust me. I will hook you up with a real celebrity if you need it. (laughs) So anyways, here we are, uh, Jessica and Allison about their experience on Friday night at the most extra show. But uh, listen, if you've uh, you've been listening to this podcast or any podcast or watching television at all, especially Bravo, you know about Scandaval. Now, what Tom lacks in faithfulness to his partner of nine years, he uh, he exudes what he does have is he exudes rock star behavior. And he's on tour right now with Tom Sandoval and the most extras. And we've had a lot of people that have gone to the show still, even post Scandaval. And he did a free show in Houston, Texas on Friday night. And we have two of the ladies that were there, not only two of the ladies that were in the audience, these ladies protested. We all, we always think about peaceful protesting. They made their signs. We're going to talk to him about it. You might have seen him on uh, the Queens of Bravo account. I think a lot of people have reposted it. I was sent it a million times, so I reached out, and I'm so thankful they're here today, uh, especially one of them's traveling, so it's not great reception, so stick with us, you guys. But Allison and Jessica, welcome to So Bad It's Good. Hey, Ryan. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having Okay, so what the hell were you guys thinking going to the Tom Sandoval show to begin with? What's going, what, is something wrong in your life? Are you, is it, are you hurting? What's going on? So, what's, no. what's not wrong in everybody's lives right now? So true. So true. Yeah. Tom Sandoval is what's wrong in my uh, life. No, we're too. Well, so walk no, us through, we're walk us through. You, were were yeah. you going to go this show? Was this show announced pre-Scandoval or was it announced post-Scandoval? Post post yeah okay so when did you guys decide you're like we need to be there at what episode were you like we need to be there to see this man in person so honestly allison and i um we've been messaging pretty much throughout the entire season and then once the scandal came out we just have all day that's what we're sending each other like oh did you see this did you see that and so when we found I can't out believe that- she said this or did this. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we're very, very yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah. And so whenever the it came out that Tom Sandoval was going to be performing a free show, we said, well, we have to go. And actually, the weather has been kind of dicey here all week. And so we're like, all right, like maybe if it pans out, we'll go. And we had plans, but not like set solid plans that we were actually going to go until the day of, right? Oh, yeah. Is that right? Was, it was like what? a few hours before. Yeah. Okay. okay, but then where do you get the idea to, to bring signs to hold up at the Tom <laughs> Sandoval and the Most Extra show? I did. So we were going to do shirts. Yeah, yeah, Jessica did. We were going <laughs> to do shirts, but we ran out of time. Yeah. And so it was like a last-minute plan, and Jessica was like, oh, I'll just make some signs. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, of course, the reunion trailer 
came out and <laughs> James Kennedy just being the comedic relief that we all need. Poo poo head. He's a poo poo yes. head. A worm <laughs> with a mustache. Right. So naturally we had to put that on the sign. So so that's what the sign said. One said what what a poo poo head and worm with a mustache? Yeah, and then there was another And then one the other one was Team Ariana. Team Ariana. Yeah. Okay. And so, by the way, if this wasn't a free show, would you have paid money to go to this show? No. Uh, no. Allison hasn't said it. Allison. Okay. You said oh, no to it. No. Okay. Good. She was like, no. maybe. No. Yeah. No. Okay. Oh, no. No. I would, no, definitely not. I would not have paid money to see that. That was like one of the, that was like one of the caveats was absolutely no money spent to support this man. Right. Yeah. No, and, that, no, well, it's interesting. He, he says he's selling out. He's, he's he says he's selling out a lot of his shows, and I don't know if that's true or not. But last night, he made a post. Somebody sent me that said, "I love performing for two thousand people." Were two thousand people there last night? Literally, no. Maybe a hundred and fifty. Maybe. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Uh, so we, you know, listen, I'm not strong at math either. Maybe Tom's not strong at math. That's not, that's not, uh, you know, that's fine. So you get there and you have these signs and another friend was with you as well. Like was other people in the audience? Did they have signs? Were they chanting team Ariana? What was the vibe? So, no. so, so we walked up. Yeah, we walked up, but it was, we were very surprised. Like we thought we were making kind of like funny, innocuous signs and everybody else was in on the joke, but people, you know, but every, like, that's not at all what happened. People were like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I want to take a picture. And we were like, we were very shocked. We were the only yeah. people who had signs. Well, yeah, because and I heard at the, the New York City show at the Gramercy, a lot of people had like props you know, a lot of people, it was like Rocky Horror Picture Show where people were like throwing, you know, like I, yeah. I thought everybody should bring pins and batteries because Tom <laughs> loves to be stocked on pins and batteries. Right. So, and, the, uh, and toilet paper. And yeah, toilet paper. So <laughs> you, you get there, people are wanting to take pictures with you. Was there a, uh, was there a part of the audience that was like, boo to you guys, take those signs down. That's mean. There was one lady, I think that one, heard, one right? woman. Yeah. One woman? Yeah. One woman was like, that's really mean. And I was like, okay, Boomer, you <laughs> don't even watch the show. If you know, wait, wait. you would get I was going to view, I was like, we, did, her, did her voice sound like this? That's really mean. That's, that's Ra <laughs> was it Raquel? Was it Ra Raquel saying that? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe well, in disguise. <laughs> well, I mean, but you get there, you have these signs You've never seen Tom Sandoval perform live before, so there's a chance he could win you over. There's a chance that you might be so blown away by this that you're like, oh, my God, why did we even bring these signs? Did he blow you away with his musical prowess and performance? <laughs> Literally, no. I honestly feel so bad for his band members. They his band's good, play. right? His band, his band knows the how to band's play. band's good. Yeah. But yeah. Tom is yeah, so horrible. Allison, what'd you say? Well, even... Even the people at the show, though, they couldn't even hold the attention of the audience because after they took this, I mean, we weren't, we weren't booing him. We weren't yelling any hateful no. things. We were, we were just literally, hey, we you like let your signs do back. that. You let the signs <laughs> yeah. do the walking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
but but I mean, there were people at the front of the stage though that were like yelling at him and saying horrible things, and we oh, didn't for real? do that. Yeah. So when they took the sign, yes. Oh my gosh, people were like at the front, like saying crazy things and doing. I did crazy see things. one video of somebody like up front giving him the middle finger. Which yep. he was like, you know, which I yeah. imagine with Tom though, he was like, oh, I'm number one. Yeah, number one. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm sure. Okay, Allison, you were about to give away what actually happens here. A lot of you guys have already seen it if you followed on Instagram, but they had these signs. And then there's a really great picture. And this happens with a lot of peaceful protesting. You know, when you fight for something that you believe in, you do run the risk of upsetting the authorities. And a police officer, a lady police officer came over and and what happened? Like, what, what, what did she say to you? So she was actually really nice. She was like, hey, you know, you're distracting other people. I have to take the signs. You can keep them in if you just like put them away or put them in your car. But I have to take them. And, and honestly, we felt bad for the band. Like at one, the guitarist looked at us and was just gave us like a, a, you know, shook his head at us and gave us a face. And then we felt bad. And I was like, were you at okay, the front? Like, I thought you were like near no, the back. No, we're in no, the back. We're really far back. We're really so far he back. spotted those signs from, you know, in a crowd of 2000 people, he spotted those signs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I again, again, really good. That shows that, shows that there were not 2000 people there. Cause you know, these signs are maybe like, two by three feet long. So they weren't like giant or anything. Yeah. And they, clearly read them and we were standing really far back like we weren't yelling we weren't being disruptive or anything no. but she was she was really nice and was like yeah we have to take them and I was like uh well all right all right, all right. wait, we, wait know, I love that. that I love that Allison was like you know what I was ready to fight her I was gonna like this is <laughs> you gotta stand for something in this world this is the time to like Jessica were you scared out of your mind when a cop came up to you well, did you see the photo? I don't know why I look so excited and eager to be speaking to a police officer, but no, I just was like, all right. I mean, maybe it was I that, uh, maybe it was the fake police officer that Randall Eminent and Jack <laughs> sent for that prank a couple yeah. of seasons ago, you know? Oh man, maybe it's all conspiracy. It's like the same police officer and, right. and that's part of it. You know, he, she could be part of like the Tom Sandoval detail too. Yeah. We she's, even, we don't. Tom, Tom's right. traveling with the Scandal Secret Service right now. And, right, exactly. you know, each town presents, it's a very different security each town he goes to. Um, okay, but when he does, so the cop was very nice. You put down the signs. Did yeah. you stay for the entire show? No. No. <laughs> Did you stay at least for like when he took his shirt off? Sadly, yes. yes. Cause that was like the first song, right? Like he whips that off like immediately or does he wait a little bit into the set? No, he waits a little bit. I don't, we, we got notified that we short, very shortly after our signs were confiscated that we were on a Bravo account. And then was that, was that Queens of Bravo? Yep. Yeah. 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 And so me and Allison, then both of our phones are start blowing up and, People are sending us that we're going viral. You got a little, you got a little account. of that scandal heat. You got that scandal <laughs> stank on you, and that that brings people running. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, did so the show starts? Were there any songs that stood out? Did he do any kind of monologue? Did he refer to the scandal at all? Did he say, "I'm sorry yeah. for what I did to Ariana, my partner of nine years"? No, no. but nothing. You know, he, 
Ahead, Nothing Allison. at all. That was that was like really shocking too, because obviously yeah. a lot of people that knew him were there for that, and yep. you'd think that he would milk that for all it's worth, but he's not. He. he you mean in terms of apologies? Yeah, exactly. Like he could mea culpa and kind of like make himself look better, but I don't even think he gets that. Like that no. he should be apologizing or anything. He gave, he gave like no introduction to any of the songs. He of course saying like all the other ones that you've seen on all the accounts, like Schwartz's yeah. mom has got it going on, and he and he did the same thing. Like Raquel, Raquel is, not is not for me. me. And yeah, was like, exactly. oh my god. And and by the way, like, I don't think there's much. I don't think there's many like secret. Uh, I don't think there's like much to look. It's like a, a silly song. He's like changing the lyrics to anyways. And also, if he's saying Raquel is not for me when Raquel is allegedly in a mental health institution, that's really dark. Like, just leave her name out of it. Like, don't say her name at all if she's truly going through a hard time. Like, that would be probably hard information to hear that you're getting laughs from an audience every night. Right. Well, and I also just think, you know, it just kind of falls into him being delusional. So what? Along with the I've never heard that before. What are you talking about, <laughs> ladies? That's not right. true. Um, right. You're so right. And what yeah, song and did mean, you decide we're leaving on? Oh, oh, oh it was. Um, you remember? I don't remember. I do. I do. Hmm. I don't remember. Was it the five it that was, I so, would want? No, it was it was after it was after a Queen song. And yep. it was oh like, yeah, and somebody it, to love. He does. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So he did. He was doing somebody to love, and I was just you know like I was rolling my eyes too hard at that point. And I was like I I like don't need to be here anymore. <laughs> yeah, and it was also really <laughs> hot. So we were just yeah. Dead. It is hot seeing somebody that ripped and studly <laughs> on stage. Like that's got to be very exciting for you, ladies, to see a he, man like that. He, he was ripped, but like yeah. not in a good way. Like he he looked a little strung out. Like yeah, he needs to. I mean, to eat a burger yeah. or like chill out or you know, like take take a break or you know, take a step back or do something. You well, know, I mean, but his mustache was gone. Yeah, his mustache yeah. was gone. So no more worm with the gone. mustache. Right it, now, it's just just a worm now without a mustache. Just um, a worm. <laughs> <laughs> did he have? I've asked this a couple of times of people. Did he have a merch stand there out in the, out in the open? No, no, no. yeah, because he's I had him at the other shows, and I didn't know if people were buying his merchandise there that night as well. No, uh, I didn't see one. Mm -mm. Okay, so no reference to the show itself. No reference to you guys ready for that reunion? You guys ready for the finale? Oh, I'm so ready for the reunion. But the he finale. Didn't he didn't say he didn't it say at anything. all. Oh, he didn't no. say that. No. Okay. Literally not. Um, a couple more questions. Thank you so much for being here and spending so much time with us. This was so last minute. So thank you. Um, were you guys partaking in, uh, were you sipping a little bit of the, the beer? Were you, were you a little tipsy la last night? Was that, did that, uh, did that no. influence anything? Literally no. No. You went in stone cold sober with those signs? <laughs> you were yeah. like stone cold sober? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, oh we okay. did have you, like one drink, but only truly because it was so hot. But yeah, we we went <laughs> sober. <laughs> yeah, and to be fair, my job, I was like, eh, I don't know that I want people like seeing out me here wasted yeah. with the sign. But you know what? Yeah. We didn't have to. Be no, I want them to, to see me sober signs. with this Tom Sandoval sign. <laughs> yeah. I want, the, I, uh, you know, I want just, them to know I was in my right mind when I had these signs up. Just having sober fun. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And 
And, you know, just to, to let you know, Allison and I never thought that these signs were going to draw as much attention as they did. And we were actually kind of And sadly, folks, this is where we lost Allison due to cell phone service or potentially Tom Sandoval jumped out of, <laughs> out of the bushes and a creepy mustache. But Jessica stayed to finish out this conversation. Until she comes back up, I guess I will will ask this of you. In terms of the scandal itself, away from the show, what gets you so upset about Tom's behavior on this show? So let me preface by saying I've never been a Tom Sandoval fan. And <laughs> I actually never. And Who's your I favorite have, guy on the show? Um, honestly, right now it's James Kennedy. And <laughs> But you know DJ James Kennedy has done bad things in the past as well. Yeah, but you know what? He at least owns them and isn't delusional, and then he's funny. So I I don't agree with those first two things, but I think he's hysterical. I think that. So oh, so I you've never he, been you've never been a Sandoval fan, but did you no. ever think he was cheating with Raquel? Did you ever think it was this dark? So no, I mean until you know, of course, when the news broke out that they were having this affair, blown away. But now watching as the season is progressing, I mean. We, I feel bamboozled. Like, how did we all not see it? You know, it was yeah. very obvious throughout the show that there's and, something going on. And what did you think of Raquel going into this season before you found out? What did you think? Because, you know, a lot of people said, oh, she was bullied earlier in the season. She was this. And now we have this information and yeah. it really paints her in such a different light. What do you think of her at the beginning of the season? And what do you think of her now? I think Raquel has a hundred personalities that I can't keep up with. <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. I think and she's a horrible friend. I mean, to just be able to do that to her best friend is unimaginable. And then to just be asking her the type of questions that she's asking is just like beyond. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, I mean, would you want to see her come back for season 11? God, I hope not. No. Really? So you you would be okay without, but we're obviously going to see Sandoval again, yeah. which I'm going to be, you know, there's a chance you might even make it on the show. Somebody might put your picture <laughs> on the show with those signs. You're going to be like, dude, you know, people are making fun of me out there, dude. Like, um, you know, I just think if he really thinks this is the first time people are making fun of him, I just... Again, it goes back to being delusional, you know. But I, yeah, I don't think he cares. I think he's living his rock star fantasy, and I think he might not even hear any of the the you know the comments thrown his way. I think he's just in that you know I'm just going to throw the mic up like a rock star and all right. of this stuff. And so I don't think he's even thinking that way. But overall, you said th- you said this is the best season Vanderpump Rules has had in years. Oh yeah, in years for sure. I mean, I think. And of course, like early stages of Vanderpump, it's been so good. And then the past few seasons, they were okay. Um, but this one has just been really good. The drama is, of course, what we're all living for. And then, I mean, Sandoval is just, first of all, it, you know, kudos to Ariana for just dealing and dating somebody like him for so long. Can you imagine how exhausting 
<laughs> By the way, you know? she's probably getting the best sleep of her life right now because she's Literally, not being waking up yeah. at all times of night with ideas. Um, yeah, by the way, do you think that's romantic? Do you want to be able to do mushrooms at sunrise and, uh, yeah. go hang gliding on a Tuesday? Is that, <laughs> he said all of his most romantic things, even though he's in his forties now, is that right. your idea of romance as well? Or can you understand Ariana like wanting to watch Love Island and things of that nature? Right. No, like his idea of quality time, like quality time at a music festival. Is that, yes. you know, I'm just so confused. <laughs> yeah. like, uh, uh, <laughs> finally yeah. would you want to see jackson britney back on the show i would love to see jackson britney back on the show yeah why um so because i think Jax is a little bit combative but in a great way <laughs> you you think? Like, not not hey. personally Jax. you know i i yeah. like Jax taylor i've always been a fan of Jax. but um, Jax taylor but... has cheated a lot as well he's oh, had he's had the same behavior as tom sandoval at times of course yeah not saying that I like him, you know, that I would want to like date Jax, but you know, I definitely don't want to date <laughs> By the way, get her Jax. on season 11. Let's, <laughs> he's going to ruin this family immediately. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, I like that he calls all of them out and then, you know, he always ends up like fighting someone and it's always that sir. I just feel like he's you know, like an elephant in like a China room, you know? Yeah, I mean, no, he is. I think he's completely hypocritical, though, and that's why I think it's funny yeah. is because he does call everything out but really fails to look at his own behavior. What of do you course. think of Schwartz? What do you think of Schwartz? Schwartz, puppy dog oh. Schwartz. Schwartz needs a backbone is what Schwartz yeah. needs. Schwartz he needs really is never going to get it. No, and I just, you know, the, the whole act of looking so innocent is just not working to have Ariana be one of his groomsmen. And then it comes out that right he's known since August. I mean, that... he didn't have to tell her, but he could have told Tom, you better tell her or I'm out. Like exactly. He, he, um, yeah. Uh, he invested so, his backbone money into Schwartz and Sandy's instead of the backbone. He was like, I yeah. could have bought a backbone, but I, I sent it. And then finally, what do you want to hear at the reunion? What piece of information are you dying to know? I want to hear like why Sandoval did what he did with Raquel and did, why did he choose Raquel right out of all of them? So essentially, is it because I think Raquel is easily manipulated and he could see that? I also want to know what does Raquel have to say to Ariana? Does she own up to any of her, you know, demented behavior? What we see in the reunion trailer, she says uh, selfish, which is like, that doesn't even cut it. You know, right. selfish is one thing. This is way beyond that. So I'm curious because it doesn't seem like she gets worked up that much, Raquel. And that worries me because I don't think it lands what she's done. Uh, finally, yeah. to go back to that night, you you left peacefully. You put the signs down. And I just want to remind people this wasn't good fun. Listen, yeah. I think it's crazy. To, I would not pay money right now to go see Tom Sandoval. No. I'm not talking about his band. They're talented musicians. But it's okay to poke fun at somebody that has done this much bullshit on this season to somebody that's, you know, a really decent person. So he is going to have exactly. to suffer the slings and arrows of his own behavior. But after that, you guys just left halfway through the show and that was it. And now you're, you're in, uh, you're living in infamy <laughs> on, uh, the, the old, uh, social medias. Yes, pretty much. That's literally how that, how that went about. We, by the time we walked back to our car and got home, I mean, it was just everywhere and everyone was sending it and they're, you know, saying, did you see that this is on this Bravo account? Like, you're going viral and said, yeah. 
that was not. Yeah, I woke, I woke up to all of this stuff, and I was like, "We got to get him. We got to get him on the show." Um, Jessica, yeah. is there? I know we're not getting Allison back, obviously, but is there anything you want to say to the audience? These are all Vanderpump Rules fans listening right now. Is there anything, any message you would want to leave us with? Yeah, Team Ariana. Yeah, and you know yes, what? actually. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I am sure a lot of these people probably follow Tinks and just like uh, Tinks always says, you know, men's lives, they always get worse or they come back. So Tom Sandoval. Wait, men, men's, wait, what did you say? Tinks says what? Men's. So Tinks, um, she's like, she's really. Oh, I know, uh, yeah, I know who Tinks is. Yeah. Yeah. So her motto is that uh, men's lives always get worse or they come back. So, you know, of course, I think we're going to see Tom Sandoval's life either get worse or he's going to come running back trying to get Ariana back. I don't think, I mean, I just think he's going to try to, he's going to, I think he doesn't understand how bad he messed up. And then it kind of like, we all had such a good uh, favoring opinions of him, not you, but a lot of us did. So I think he doesn't realize why he can't get that back. And I think that's why he keeps putting himself out there immediately when he should just take a break, but it's going to be wild to see. And, but if he ever tried to get back with Ariana, I mean, I just don't think he would get very far with no, that. But that's season never eleven, happen. yeah, no, knows? I don't, um, I don't, I don't think that'll ever happen. But I just know he he never fooled me from the entirety of the show. I mean, he just, I just think he is just loves the attention, and I think he does things so people can say like, oh, he did this because he's so nice, and really, like, he's not. <laughs> so. Well, listen, I'm going to go take my hot girl walk right now, just like uh, the old Tinks. And, uh, but Jessica, Love thank that. you so much. You guys, I'm going to put their social media handles on the uh, the show notes if you want to go give them a follow. Be kind. This was all in good fun. Uh, thank you, Jessica, for being here. And thank you, Allison, if you're listening. We're sorry we missed you. She was on a road trip and pulled like over to her aunt, aunts and uncles with barely reception just to do this. So we, I really appreciate you guys coming in today. And uh, hopefully we'll I'll get your opinions on the reunion and stuff down the line. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much, Ryan. Talk soon. Have a great hot girl walk. We'll be back to the show in just one second. Now is my favorite part of the show when we get to talk about our sponsors. And this week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp. Now, we couldn't pick a better week to be sponsored by BetterHelp because... How many times in this last week and in this week am I going to talk about therapy and the wonders that it can do for you and the wonders that I think it could do for this cast of Vanderpump Rules? I mean, this is a necessity at this point. Like, we're watching them act out on screen week after week, and I just feel it's like, man, get on the horn with better help. I mean, make the call. Let's start the healing journey. I mean, listen, okay, how much time do you think you guys spend on yourself in a given week versus how much time you spend on other people? And the real question is, how do you balance the two? Right now, I have been in a rut because I spend a lot of time on this show and I neglect, a lot of the times I'll neglect myself and I'll neglect especially other people. And that's bad. And you can feel it internally, right? There's only so much that I can give if I don't have balance. And whenever I feel that way, I know I know that that internal clock is telling me something is wrong, that I potentially need help with that. Because it's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and to never take that moment to think about what you need from yourself. And that is a very personal question and it changes from person to person. But remember, 
that is the most important, what you need from yourself. If you're not good, how can you be good for anybody else? You know, how can you be genuine? How can you show up if you are not showing up for yourself? These are big, big questions. These are big, big thoughts. And these are thoughts that sometimes you need to speak out loud. They can't be done in the cozy, dark spaces of your brain. They need to be verbally spoken. But anyways, we we spend all of our time giving. It can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. And that's where therapy really comes into play. Because therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. So you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Because believe me, I've been told this many times, you know, I can do this until I'm blue in the face, but if I don't take care of myself, there's no nobility in that. You know, nobody wants to see a martyr. Nobody like you, and you're, in, you're not going to end up helping anybody in the long run. And I want to talk about therapy and just being very honest is that I'll pick up therapy and it will really work for me and something will happen and uh, just life gets crazy. And sometimes I'll have to put that aside. Um, it's like working out kind of, right? And when I'm at my best, I'm working out. When I'm at my best, I'm going hiking and I'm, I'm, I'm rejuvenated from that. But it's the same thing with our mental health. I've made that point so many times. It's like if we could only put in the time we put in into what we eat every morning, what we wear every day, what we do to work out for our bodies, if we could do that, just a fraction of that for our minds, how much further would we go? But I, when I say when I have done this before, I have directly benefited from it. In fact, it's one of those embarrassing things when I speak this out loud. I'm like, you doofus, why have you ever taken a break? Because you're tired? Because you're scared? Because you feel like you, 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 can't, you can't do that? It's easier to lay there? Of course it is. That's the whole fallacy of life is that things that matter take work. Things that matter are hard sometimes. Things that matter can be uncomfortable And we have to sit in that uncomfortableness and get used to it and call it our friends. Um, I just think there's always been this huge, broad benefit when I'm able to talk these things out loud with somebody that can talk back, with somebody that can actually open my eyes to potential patterns in my life or to think about roads that I could potentially go down or how to cope with something. I know, especially after my divorce, uh, therapy benefited me so much. It made me feel so less alone. It made me feel like I wasn't such a loser that I could potentially pick myself back up and start again. Because it teaches you empower to be the best version of yourself, right? And it, and I don't mean you've had to experience some major trauma. Dealing with life, that is the major trauma sometimes. It is for all of us. We're all a part of this group. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just give it a try. That's it. It's the easiest way to put this pair of gloves on. It's the easiest way to try therapy out. It's entirely online. DJ James Kennedy said this week, he's like, listen, I'm going to go to therapy on Monday. And I was like, dude, you maybe if it's better help, but you can't just pick up and go to a therapist like in person. No. And I was like, DJ James Kennedy needs better help. Because it's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out this brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SoBad today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SoBad. 
Um, and I'm telling you, this helps the show when you check it out, of course. But on this one, I think it really kind of helps you more than anything else. And and that's just worth trying. And, and what's so great, too, it really is just saying, just try it. If, it, if it, it's not for you, it's not for you. But also remember, you're able to switch therapists if one doesn't suit you. It is uh, uh, sometimes even with our, our, our health, our physical health, I deal with this with my mom, is that sometimes you got to get second opinions. Sometimes it, it's not giving you the answer you want. It, it's this ongoing process. And we have to remember we're going to be going through that in our entire life. So why not give ourselves the best tools to face the rest of our lives? Okay, that's it. And now back for the remaining portion of our show. Oh my goodness, you guys. What this is going to be a long one today. Are you okay with that? I'm cra- I'm genuinely crazy because I I know I know that every podcast person will tell you don't do this long of a pod. People will not listen. People won't be there for but you guys are different. And also, I'm that kind of thing of like skip around, see what you like. That's what the timestamps are for. Listen whenever you want to listen. A lot of people will listen to me while they sleep. And I listen, I'll take it. That's a listen. I'll just seep into that brain while you're sleeping and it's going to be, it's all good. Um, But I wanted to talk about a couple of things in terms of pop culture before I left you today. Um, uh, So I wanted to talk about Summer House first. Now we did a full recap over there on the Patreon, but I am so curious to see tonight's episode because last week we left off with Robert, Danielle's boyfriend at the time, telling Carl that one day you guys are just going to be a couple that we used to know. And I'm like, Robert is just as nutty as Danielle. And also Robert isn't even with Danielle anymore. So it's like, dude, you didn't even show up potentially for your own girlfriend. So why are you going to fucking come down on, come down on Carl of all people? Who's a basket case. You know, this Carl, he's learning how to live life without alcohol or substances. And he's trying to do, he's trying to figure it out and he gets really flustered and frustrated and you really feel bad for him. And also imagine one of the best moments of your life, asking somebody to marry you. And she says, yes, which is like, that's always the biggest worry. Even if you know somebody loves you, the biggest worry is, will they say yes? She says, yes, it's all gravy. And then realizing that you've majorly upset a friend that like, Lindsay doesn't really even talk to anymore. And then you've got to ruin this moment because Robert is pissed for his girlfriend. And it's one of those really interesting things. I'm really curious to see how they figure it out. But also I'm curious how Paige and Maya and Sierra come into play because I always find it interesting of these ladies that have not had super successful relationships themselves. I mean, you could say Paige and Craig, but even Paige makes fun of Craig. Like Paige doesn't want, you know, Paige will be like, I don't want to get engaged. I don't even know if I want you to move to New York. I don't know, but I'm happy to be with you. Like Paige is very secure in her own life that she's built. And she should be. She should be proud of her own life that she's built. But sometimes it doesn't seem like she wants Craig there. Like, she likes Craig if Craig does exactly what she wants to do, which it seems like he kind of does. But Maya, you know, has had difficulty with relationships. Sierra, you can't trust her because she's, you know, the whole Austin Kroll thing. So, you know, you always got to think about, like, don't, don't be so concerned with what the popular people of the house or your school or whatever that think. Go by your own drummer. These two people, like, listen, I think it's cheesy that they call each other babe and sweet babe all the time. Like, babe, babe. But listen, at the end of the day, I don't have to be with them. They're the ones in love with each other. I just have to watch it on TV. <laughs> I just have to watch it on TV, and I hope they chill out a little bit. But really, it's like, I hope they make it. 
Like, I don't know if anybody makes it anymore, but I hope they're happy. That's all you can hope for. But to actively be upset at somebody for getting engaged without making you a part of the process is bad form. Especially, you should understand at a certain point, if you've had trouble with that person over the months and months, and they've told your boyfriend about this, your boyfriend, especially after you've screamed into a pillow once you said you were shopping for rings, is not going to come and hold your hand and say, help me plan this and help me do this. Because I would think from a male perspective that this person would talk me out of it, would say, don't do it. You're, you're going too fast. And Danielle should never have been surprised in the first place because he said, I am shopping for rings. At that moment, if Danielle really had wanted to be a part of it, she should have realized, wow, he is that serious and jumped on board and said, okay, I realize you're for real. Let me help. In that moment, it should never have been a surprise to her at that time. She lost all ability to say it was a surprise after that conversation. But instead of doing that, she screamed into a pillow, which I thought was the biggest sixth grade move you could potentially do. It's like crying for not being able to open two gifts on Christmas Eve. Just the one. Yeah, my parents only let us open one gift on Christmas Eve. And my sister would always like throw fits. She'd be like, why not another one? And we'd be like, Santa isn't here yet, Kara. That's a whole nother argument. But you know what I'm saying? So I'm really curious to see how they finish this season out. And at the same time, I'm just really kind of curious to get to the reunion. I was really team Danielle, even though I know that, you know, everything's not black and white. Both people here have made mistakes in terms of the friend relationship in terms of Danielle and Lindsay. But when it comes to love, at a certain point, you got to back out. You got to tap out. This ain't your story anymore. Focus on your own relationship because that relationship ain't your story. Um, but I'm really curious because it seems like as of a couple months ago, Danielle still thought, oh my God, you guys wait till you see the end of the season. And I'm like, we're watching the end of the season and it looks, you, you look pretty bad right now. And that sucks. But at the same time, remember, there's so many things I like about Danielle. So it's like with anybody, you can't throw just everybody away for doing one really, really horrible thing. So I'm curious how it ends. Okay, so there's that. Tonight, we had new episodes of Summer House Martha's Vineyard and Real Housewives of Atlanta. Real Housewives of Atlanta, Drew finally came back on the scene. We, uh, She actually says that her and Ralph are doing good, which we know they're not doing good because now they've filed for divorce. So we're going to watch that relationship completely fall apart. Next week on Real Housewives of Atlanta, we actually get a little bit of a crossover where where they're actually going to talk about BravoCon. BravoCon actually becomes a piece of the storyline, which is amazing. I love that. Somehow, Summer House Martha's Vineyard, I didn't get to watch the second episode yet tonight because we were celebrating Mother's Day, but I love that premiere episode. And if you didn't, go back and listen to last week's Wednesday episode where I had three of the cast members come on. I found them so charming. I found the first episode completely awesome, and I cannot wait to watch that tonight after I get off here with you guys. Okay, now tonight we got Below Deck Sailing Yacht and Summer House. Boom. Tuesday night, we've got the Real Housewives of New Jersey, and this is when Louis goes like full Hawaiian punch man, like full red-faced, full California raisin, herded through the grapevine, and he becomes evil. He's like, I'm winning, I'm winning. Louis it really scares me. I would say more, but I'm truly scared of Real Housewives of New Jersey fans. I'm telling you, I... <laughs> Man, I this Twitter, I bring this up every week because it legitimately scares me. Like, it's not even funny. I'll get on there and you'll you'll wind up Twitter to show you, like, reality show things because that's what you tweet about. But then I'll happen upon, like, New Jersey shit and it's always the same, man. 
just people saying the gnarliest shit. And it's not even about the castmates anymore. They'll say gnarly shit about each other, the people posting. It is a dark web. How has that New Jersey fandom gotten that dark? I mean, I like New Jersey a lot. There is no way in hell I would ever fight with anybody about New Jersey. There's too many other things going on. I'll fight with you all day long about Vanderbump rules. I'll fight with you about Potomac. I'll fight a little bit with the Atlanta, sure. New Jersey, I'm staying the fuck away from real outside of New Jersey because it's scary in those streets. My God. Like, I'm even scared to interview him. Like, I think, like, I was going to have Margaret or, like, Jackie or something. And it was, I was like, I don't, I don't even know if it's worth it. Is it worth the, 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 the comments you'll get? Just every person on that show has an extreme hate group and an extreme fan group for each person on that show, including Teresa's kids. It's wild. Wednesday, of course, we have Vanderpump Rules. And, uh... That's, I mean, that's, to me, that's, that's the end of the week right there. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit, and this is not going to be popular. And I want you to know, no matter what I say, it's okay if we disagree. It's okay. And remember, stances can change. I might say a feeling about a show right now, and the next season it might completely turn around for me. But I want to be honest with you guys. I really do. And I've thought about this a lot. I've thought about saying this a lot. I've kind of hinted at it, but I want to say this. I am now seven episodes in to the second season of Yellow Jackets on Showtime. And it's not working. It's, 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 I know it's probably just me. It's not working for me. The elements are there. Amazing actors. Amazing musical music choices. I love the music that they choose. But for me, this past week's episode highlighted so many things of where I feel this has gone completely off the rails. You know, I already thought they were going to be kind of, it was going to be a hard second season because the story is a little bit like Lost where there is a mythology that we still haven't figured out what it is. Like why they're in the woods, like what's the dark force, all of these things. Uh, and it takes place where, the you know, a bunch of high schoolers crash in the woods. They're stranded. They have to start eating uh, each other potentially. Uh, and that actually started this season. But then we also flash forward to now where these ladies are all grown adults. And we finally had them all come back together, this Yellow Jacket soccer squad. And I thought that was going to be amazing once they came back together. And it was like, okay. But to you, like, for the Yellow Jackets fans out there, just be honest with yourselves. The tone is so all over the place. They are leaning so much into kookiness. And it's fine, but I don't even think they're truly selling it. And especially when you have that amazing of actors and that dark of a topic, a little kook is great. I love kooky. But you have you have the ability to have such a strong foundation, and I feel like you're I feel like they're blowing it. They're almost going for quirk over substance, and it's really disappointing. How do you have those kind of actors and still have the cheesy scenes that you do? In this past week's episode, they all the older ladies come together. And they decided, the, you know, Misty snuck a bottle of booze or, or Juliet Lewis snuck a bottle of booze and they're passing it around. And all of a sudden we had this montage of them all drinking out of a bottle and doing shots, which was so unrealistic. And I was like, I was thinking about it even as an actor, 
if like, you know, when I've acted before, I hate scenes like that where they're like, okay, now just have a great time. And like, let's see that you guys are really friends. It like, it's like a TGI Fridays commercial. If you guys, if you guys seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I was like, this is so unrealistic. And it's not even how people drink. You don't drink around kind of just like chugging shots and drinking out of a bottle unless there should have been a scene right after where they're all just like throwing up on each other. It was so cheesy to me and i was like i don't care if you're putting that song that live song it was like her placenta falls to the floor which is a great song but it was just edited i don't know you guys i don't know i think they only have like three more episodes left and i was like this is what this season has turned to it is just it's a big nothing burger for me because I don't feel like I've really gotten any answers and I don't know if I really even care anymore. And then Misty even had this kind of like dreamish sequence that seemed like it was completely just an homage, but a bad one to David Lynch. Like it was weird just for the sake of being weird. Um, I think his name's John Cameron Mitchell, who is uh, who created Hedwig the Angry Inch, if you remember that musical. I think I think that's his name. He, he was in it briefly and I'm just, I don't know, I just... I just kind of was like, what? Huh. I feel like it's not earning these moments. And it's hard because if if you have a show on Sunday night as well, like Succession, it's not even in the same class anymore. And I hate to say that. But, but I'm saying that because I loved the first season of Yellow Jacket so much. That's why I'm I'm having this reaction. And I'm not to say, like, it could completely turn around. I, I've seen it done before. We've seen it with Vanderbump Rules. But I just thought it was a much different show than what we've gotten this second season. I, I could be in the minority here. Uh, it's it's not going to be the first time. But then if you watch Succession, like I say, Succession is masterful. You know, it earns its kooky dialogue. It earns it. You know, the earnestness sells it. I mean, just from top to bottom, like the, 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 I mean, that's another thing. They're, they're all stuck in this cabin in yellow jackets. Even the set design is kind of blah. You're like, oh, that, that looks like fake dirt that they, that's like, like fake dressing. You know, it doesn't look real. It doesn't look authentic. You know, the snow in yellow jackets doesn't even look authentic, which I know it isn't because they have to film it, but it's like, wow, you're not really selling these things. Um, but then yellow, like succession tonight's succession episode. Oh my God, you guys. It really, I mean, I thought, you know, of course I have a bunch of raw onions in my stomach, so that didn't help, but it gave me a stomach ache because it was really, you know, it kind of was very comparable to the 2016 election and what we went through in the 2020 election that was so close and the hysteria that it's thrown our country into. Now, they were doing another election between these two candidates. One is Jared Menken, who ends up, I don't want to spoil anything. But it is just intense. But it's it's intense. You have to keep reminding yourself it's just a show. But it's hard because we've been through similar things in this country and we see how it's been rocked. But what I find fascinating about Succession is that you also see who's pulling the strings. Who are the puppet masters? And it's rich people. It's billionaires. You know, that's what I like about Succession is at the end of the day, we truly worry about our country, right? We do. We were caring people. But at the end of the day, the people that actually control it, it ain't the president, it ain't the government. It's like all these billionaires, all these corporations, they control everything. They do. And they laugh. They laugh at us. You know, we're just little pawns. And that kind of show highlights that, you know, we're like monopoly money to these people, uh, you know, help them buy more buildings on Park Place. 
And I think uh, Succession, just from the acting to the their set design to the, it is, it's one of those places you can live in. You can live in that dialogue. I, I do now. It's not even. It's not even because I want to. I watch it now two times, not back to back, but two times as a treat. One time to just. Okay, I'm not I don't know what's going to happen. Let's see it. And then the second time to just enjoy it because it's just that dialogue. It will make you laugh. It will and the way they switch tones from dramatic to funny to dramedy all at once to completely dramatic to jaw-dropping to funny to it's all over the place. And it's done so well and I was so mad that they were ending this season after 4 seasons of 10 episodes each. And now I realize, of course, they're going to end. Like, you can't keep that up. There's really nowhere else to go. And I think that's another thing we're used with pop culture, and especially in American television, is that we will beat things to get to death. Back in the old days, kids, we used to just have network TV. And old seasons of Friends, they would consist of like 26, 27, 28 episodes a year. And now with HBO Max, which is actually becoming Max, they're changing HBO Max to just Max as of next week. Dumbest move in pop culture history, by the way. I'm looking at you, David Zaslov, the president of uh, Discovery. Ugh, gross. Anywho, David, if you're listening, bad move, bad move. But they used to have these high episode count orders, and it was just so much. And now it's like you're lucky out of some of these shows, like I said, Succession, 10 episodes. Yellow Jackets, 10 episodes. You know, gone is the day of these big, large, huge seasons. Even it's spilling into reality television. You know, I mean, if Scandal hadn't have happened, this would have been the final episode this past week. And that was episode number 14 on Vanderpump Rules. Same thing with Summer House. Even reality, even the housewife shows don't get sometimes high season. Like Jersey isn't getting past 20. I mean, Jersey, what's going to top out at 16? Beverly Hills, I think they got past 20 because they also were the highest rated show on Bravo. So, of course, they were going to give added episodes to that to sell actual more advertisement because they can sell it at a higher premium because they're basing it off the season before's ratings. And that's why next season of Vanderpump Rules, it's happening no matter who signs up because they can already charge such a high ad rate based on this season's numbers. They can go out to advertisers for next season and go, hey, you like what we did? Well, it's going to happen again, baby. All we need is $8 million billion and you can advertise with us on Vanderpump Rules, sponsored by Vienna Sausages. <laughs> but by God, succession. We, we were lucky to live in a time with succession. And it makes me sad because it's over soon. But then... There's so many brilliant things out there. We'll find something else, right? Also, I wanted to highlight uh, the show Barry on HBO. I haven't gotten to watch tonight's episode, but it is wild. They're doing some really interesting things. Bill Hader, he has directed every episode this season. He's also the star of it. He plays the titular character, Barry. Um, Henry Winkler, of course, who's won many Emmys for this role. He's amazing, but just another great, weird, offbeat season that I am in love with. And I am in love with Bill Hader. Truly, Bill, will you make Marry me. That's what I'm asking you right now. Okay, on to other things. I wanted to give a big shout out to Beyonce, Beyonce Knowles. Beyonce started her, her tour. Uh, the Renaissance tour has started finally. She has started overseas on the Renaissance tour, and it is going good. She started off in, in, in Stockholm, Sweden, right? And uh, 
it, now it's a little different. Like the set design looks amazing. I saw a lot of video. The great thing about being in a social media age is that you can watch a lot of the show on TikTok. I've watched a lot of Taylor Swift shows on TikTok lives. I love it that an old man, I'm like on a 16 year old TikToks on Saturday night, just watching Taylor Swift. And they're usually in the really shitty section, but it's like, I don't care. I feel like I'm there. I'm like, woo. Um, so she did her first tour. It got mainly really positive reviews, but it is interesting. There are some, she is dancing, but she is not dancing as heavy as she has. Now she went into this tour with an, uh, I think an alleged ankle injury, um, that, that she's been dealing with. So she is still dancing more than any perform any normal performer, but it's Beyonce. But Beyonce is such an artist that she has a huge group of dancers uh, that are so amazing with her. But also, uh, from what I've seen, she's using some clever uh, also props and things like that. So it remains completely visually interesting as well. So she did two uh, two nights in Stockholm, and then she's traveling overseas, and then she's eventually getting, of course, to America. Now, I believe her set list is going to change, not night to night, but here and there. But I'm telling you, she has such a strong catalog, but this is the Renaissance tour. So she's doing a lot of songs from Renaissance. The show is broken down into different, um, different parts, just like Taylor with her eras tour. Um, it's broken down into different sections. Now you're going to be surprised that she does not sing single ladies, right? She doesn't sing halo. A lot of her biggest hits are left off. And I kind of think it's like, good, man. Like, don't, like, be an artist. Go out there. Beyonce is one of those people. It was like Prince for me. It was like, okay, yeah. Like, I want to see the hits. Of course, of course. But you're one of the rare artists that I will take a leap on. I will try to see what you want to show because you, I believe, are an artist. Now, this is a, a seven-part show. It's nearly three hours, right? And the opening act, let me go over these some of the songs. You had Dangerously in Love 2, which is a huge song. Then you had Flaws and All, you had One Plus One, you had I'm Going Down. She did a Mary J. Blige cover on the fourth song. You had I Care, and then she went to the Renaissance section, I'm That Girl, Cozy, Alien Superstar, Lift Off. Then she went to the Motherboard section and had Cuff It, Energy, Break My Soul, and then a section called Opulence, which included Formation, Diva, oh, I love the song Diva, Run the World, Girls, My Power, Black Parade, Savage, and then Partition, great song. And then the Anointed section with Church Girl, Get Me Bodied. Ooh, I love that song. Before I Let Go, Rather Die Young, Love on Top, great song. Crazy in Love, great song. And then Anointed Part 2, Plastic Off the Sofa, Virgo's Groove, Naughty Girl, Move, Heated, Thick, All Up in Your Mind, Drunk in Love. And then Mind Control has America Has a Problem, Pure Honey, and then ends with Summer Renaissance. So she doesn't even end with a hit. I mean, Summer Renaissance is from, of course, the Renaissance album, but it's not a, it's not nearly one of her biggest tracks yet at all. So 36 songs in all. We already have heard on some of the shows there have been changes. So she is an artist. Expect there to be. The set design looks insane. Now, it's going to be interesting, and I hope they don't do this, but we do do this with women. I hope people don't pit Taylor Swift and Beyonce against each other. There are going to be two superstars out there on the road, and I want to let those two superstars know that I have zero tickets to either of your concerts. So Taylor, Beyonce, if you're listening, all I need is one. I'll, I'm willing to pay a price. I just can't do the $1,200 a ticket, please. But I, I'll, 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 listen, I can be bought. I'm going to talk really good about it on the show. 
and I'll make a couple of Instagram stories about it. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to share with that. But man, it's the, the, the other thing I do you guys mind if I just I'm just gonna keep talking. I know it's already way past our bedtimes here, but I get excited when I talk to you. I get excited about pop culture. I've noticed this though. So I was noticing uh, recently that the like two for $25 tickets that they do for like all these other smaller shows in Los Angeles. And they, I've seen them at other all across the country. They do this like $25 sale every year and they just had it last week. And there were some like decent named bands on there, but I was finding it interesting. And I would love to know more statistics. And by the way, if anybody does work for Ticketmaster, I think I do have a couple of listeners that work for Ticketmaster. If any of you guys would be willing to put me in touch with your PR person, I would love to talk to them because I do wonder about these huge tours. If it's costing so much money for the consumer, if some of these smaller bands are having a hard time selling out. And they're having to lower their ticket prices to, to try to fill those seats. Now, right now, it is, a I think, a seller's market. We just want to go to shows. And we have since the pandemic. But maybe that is kind of bursting a little bit because of these big name acts that you're having to fork over huge amounts of money to get the opportunity to see. And those are even for bad seats. And nobody's complaining. Everybody's really psyched to be there. In fact, Taylor Swift's Philadelphia show, did you see this last night? There was 20,000 people outside of the stadium, outside, just listening. They didn't have tickets. They're just out there listening and singing along at a stadium. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? That is some wild shit. That's exciting. But I wonder then for the smaller or mid-sized artists, you know, I, I was looking at, uh, El I got an uh, email for El Elvis Costello. Elvis Costello is just I mean, God, came up in the 70s and, you know, just a huge, I mean, just an amazing, I mean, just hit after hit that guy does, like, pump it up, what's so funny about peace, love, and understanding. You know, it's so sad. I don't think kids even know who Elvis Costello is these days, but what a legend. And I got, like, that he, you know, like, hey, 25, two for $25 tickets to Elvis Costello. And I'm like, what? How is Elvis Costello not sold out? That guy's a legend. And I think about the the length of a career and the, you know, the endurance of a career. And that's why even comparing it to Vanderpump Rules, you see all of these kids trying to hop on that bandwagon of trying to make money off it all of a sudden, all the cast members, because they realized there was a time these last couple of years that they weren't able to make what they used to be able to make. And now it's back again. So they got to ride that wave. They got to make that money because they know that it could all go away. By the way, I love that Elvis Costello can't sell out a show just like Tom Sandoval and the most extras. That's insane. So I wanted, I don't know if you guys noticed that as well, but it was just something I was thinking about because I, I, it was, I was getting all these emails for some smaller acts and, you know, the Taylors and the Beyonce's, they're potentially not having trouble selling out, but everybody else is. Can you believe we're having almost the Kardashians new season? On the 24th, I believe, Thursday the 24th. Is that right? So it's not going to be this week, but the week after we have a whole new season. And I got to tell you, I'm ready for it because I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Emily Rose. She's on Tuesday's episode. Uh, she has a podcast. It's become a whole thing. And she actually just wrote a book, the stuff I hate journal, which I posted in my Instagram last week, which I love. We almost talked for two hours, fascinating conversation, but we were talking about sometimes when you're dealing with personal trauma, it's good to have other things to yell at. 
you know, that's why I think I talk so much about Vanderpump rules right now is because like I'm dealing with certain amounts of trauma. So I'm like, okay, it's really good to get that kind of demon out. And I feel like, okay, good. Kardashians are coming back. I can get my, get my demon out with them as well. I'm really curious what this season will be and how much fakery will be a part of this season. I am so over seeing the Kardashians at the Lakers playoff games. Now we saw Kendall Jenner on Friday night uh, with Bad Bunny. And it was like, you know, they got their pictures taken like, ooh, Kendall Jenner and Bad Bunny on a date night. But then I was watching this TikTok and I was watching some video of them and their body language. There's, of course, a body language expert is that they they seem like more buds than 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 dating. Like their body, like they didn't even like kind of they were close a couple times because I imagine it's loud. And he's like, you know, <laughs> I imagine he's just they're just trying to hear each other. But it didn't seem flirty. It seemed like fun, like buds. I don't know. Did you guys know what I'm talking about? It didn't really seem that. I will tell you, though, I am going to report Kim Kardashian as a parent, though. She made North hold up a Tristan Thompson sign. And she was like, North just loves to see her uncle play. And I'm like, does North know what her uncle did to her aunt Coco? Like, North seems like potentially more even keeled than anybody in that family that would know of like, yeah, mom, I don't want to fucking hold up a sign for a guy that's cheated multiple times and made aunt Coco look like a fucking clown on the regular i don't care how many kids they have together you hold the sign if you want if you hold the sign if you want to support him so much like it's gross like you can go and support without making the sign and wearing the jersey it's like gross i don't think tristan deserves this what kind of message are we putting out it's like these men out there you got the sandoval's the tristan thompson's the adam levine it's like they always win they always win because they always know they're going to have the love of a kind-hearted woman some kind-hearted woman will take pity on them and feel bad and say, well, you know what? It's not going to take any of my shine if I support them. And I am in complete disagreement with that. Now, I know a lot of you women out there listening might completely disagree with me, but I think we get off as males way too easy. Um, let's, uh, let's see here. A couple stories here. Uh, Marissa, our friend, put this, some of these together. Thank you, Marissa. Uh, we had a Harry Styles show this weekend. Oh, my God. Marissa loved this she sent me this video of Harry seductively peeling a banana and eating eating it during his Kiwi show. <laughs> Shit, you not. She she wrote this note. Uh, she was like, "It was amazing. He's toying with his fans and has everyone in the palm of his hand." Or as Harry often says, he's edging the audience. And he kind of is edging the audience. There is kind of this, of course, sexual nature. He's peeling the banana. The banana, of course, is phallic in a sense. And the women, they just can't, you know, it's Beatlemania all over again. These women are fainting out there. It's like Tom Sandoval when he takes his shirt off at a most extras concert. Well, you've got to see the video. It is, you might have already seen it. But it's interesting. Now that the Taylor and Beyonce keep picking up, I forgot Harry was still out there on the road. Has it not felt like Harry Styles has been out on the road for the last three years and he's still selling out he's still doing all of these all shows anyways also he did a new show and described uh he described sorry um oh his music he i think there's like a new sound he's playing tonight playing with about fast and hard Oh, no, this is just more. Mar Marissa, Marissa is all horned up for Harry Styles. I got to tell you this right now. I know she's going to be blushing right now. But I love Marissa will always send me pop culture notes, but she has like her favorites. And Harry Styles is one. Selena Gomez is one. And she goes hard for the people that she's fans of. Um, and listen, I want all you guys to go this hard for me. This I want this kind of fandom. Like, did you see Ryan? Did you see Ryan playing with his audience? It looked like he was swallowing that microphone. It sounded like he was swallowing. 
doing that microphone tonight. <laughs> um, also, we talk more about this on Tuesday's episode with Emily, but Taylor and Maddie Healy from the 1975, they were seen holding hands. Uh, according to People Magazine, I saw these photos. It did, did seem like they were touching hands. Their phalanges were touching and... I'm not happy about it, folks. I'm not happy about it. Taylor, we have not come this far to watch you throw it away on this greasy, curly-haired dude. We, I, I think I just... And Jack Antonoff, you're the one that set this up? No, buddy. No. You go back and you work with Lord. I can't not... I can't have this happen. My problem with Matty Healy, though, he seems just way too into it, too. He's showing up at every show already. It's like, dude, maybe one show... And also, like, I can't even get one ticket. This guy's going every night. He's got the best seats in the house. He was, like, sitting next to Taylor's dad this weekend watching the show with him. Um, I'm so curious their relationship and what her thoughts on his behavior in the past are. And knowing Taylor, we'll figure there'll be some sort of mystery message to her audience about that. I've had a lot of people send me uh, their feelings about it as well. Now, a lot of people like Matty Healy in the 1975, even though he has said some wildly problematic things. They like his music. But it's interesting, though, when he starts dating Taylor Swift, people are like, you know, I like him, but I don't like him that much. Stay away. Um, also, we've got news that Tom Cruise and Shakira aren't dating. Now, I said a couple times last week, there's potential that they are, but they are not dating, allegedly. Lewis Hamilton, who she's rumored to be dating, she was seen with on a boat. Um, so... Who knows? I think Tom invited both of them to the F1 race. So Tom Cruise and uh, Shakira, I don't think that looks like it's going to happen. Also, did you see that Janet Jackson? Tom Cruise went to the Janet Jackson concert this weekend, and there was a wild photo of them together. And it's interesting. No matter what you think of either of them, I was like, wow, my pop culture childhood in one photo together. Tom Cruise will pop up in some weird places. All of a sudden, he's like taking a picture with Lady Gaga. And you're always like, wow, that's... Tom Cruise, 61 years old, just out there going to concert solo. I love it. That's that's going to be my future. Oh, did you hear this, you guys? Jay-Z, um, Beyonce's beloved. Um, there is a lady out there that shared details that she has Jay-Z's alleged love child. Uh, they had a fling a long time ago, and she's saying... That her son, Rymir, 30, Jay-Z is the dad. And she has been seeking a paternity test for 10 years to try to prove the claim that Jay-Z is his biological father. Um, she gives this wild uh, court-stamped affidavit, which you can find online. But she was saying that they did use protection, but the protection broke. Uh I mean, I don't know. I was trying to think about this because when you're that famous and that rich, people come for you, I hear all the time in terms for money. Like even when you're mildly successful or even not even successful at all, people will always come out with their hands out all the time. And this kid, I guess I could maybe see a little Jay-Z in there. But if he is Jay-Z's son, of course you would want their son to be taken care of, their father, or even acknowledged. I mean, think about Arnold Schwarzenegger who had sex with the maid. She did on Maria Shriver with the maid. And and had a son, and he did not claim the son for a long time, and now he did claim the son. I believe his name's what's his name? Something Banna. There's an Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary coming out on Netflix in a couple of weeks, which I'm fascinated by. And of course, this kid looked exactly like Arnold Schwarzenegger, so there wasn't a lot of gray area there. He had sex with the maid. He had sex with the maid. 
Also, there's an Anna Nicole Smith Netflix documentary that comes out this week, which we got to watch. Sandra, if you're still listening, I know we're two and a half hours. <laughs> if you're listening, we should try to reach out to Netflix. If anybody works for Netflix, can you put us in touch with somebody? Because I would love to talk to the, the documentarians of the Anna Nicole Smith documentary. Anyways, I always think about that. Like, how do you know when it's somebody not trying to take you for money and how it's, you know, because if it is his kid, of course, you should want to take care of that. But it's wild because of all this time has passed. But I guess she's been trying for 10 years to get him to take a paternity test. Um, so uh, Jay-Z has not commented, of course. Uh, this is wild. You guys know how big of a fan I am of Kelly Clarkson. I think she is just one of the best pop stars we have. And she's an amazing talk show host as well, which is wild. Because I'm like, isn't it enough just to be an amazing pop star? But she's a great talk show host as well. And uh, there was an article, there was like this page six thing, I think, that came out that said she had a toxic work environment. Now, just recently, uh, she announced that she is moving shows production from Los Angeles to New York, which is cool. That's different. Um, But it was this thing, because you're like, how the hell, like, Kelly Clarkson is one of the positive, like, everything I always, I I know people that have worked around and for Kelly Clarkson, they, they say nothing but the best. And it's always so so refreshing to hear that somebody's amazing. It is so much because the, the norm is you hear that they're an asshole. And I, I, you know, and that's, listen, everybody has bad days, but a lot of stars you just hear, you're like, oh, total jerk. But this person I've always heard was just amazing. Well, anyways, Kelly Clarkson got wind of this because it got released to the press. And she wrote this on an Instagram post. In my 20 years in the entertainment industry, I have always led with my heart and what I believe to be right. I love my team at the Kelly Clarkson show. And to find out that anyone is feeling unheard and or disrespected on the show is unacceptable. Part of that build will include leadership. Sorry, I think these are put in the wrong order. Um, I have always been and will continue to be committed to creating and maintaining a safe and healthy environment at the Kelly Clarkson show. As we prepare for a move to the East coast, I am more committed than ever to ensuring that not only our team that is moving, but also our new team, new team in New York is is comprised of the best and kindest in the business. Part of that build will include leadership training for all of the senior staff, including myself. There is always room to grow and ensure we are all being, becoming the best version of ourselves in any, business, especially when it comes to leadership, to ensure that any notion of toxicity is eradicated. Kelly. Now, know what I love about this is that is that I also heard that like this was not correct, this rumor, but I like the fact that Kelly acknowledged it. And in this, she didn't come off of like, well, but da, da, da. she didn't like threaten. She just said, hey, I, I don't want anybody to feel like this. We always have room to, to learn. And you know what? Just to make sure this never happens, we're going to go through some training, myself included. This is what we're going to do. You know, she didn't come out all defensive. She just said, oh, this sucks. I've never in my 20 years of business, wanted, I don't want to be ever thought of that. So this is what we're going to do. Like that's that's action. Oh my God, you know how admirable that is? It made me love her even more. It was just like, damn, that is the right way to, and by the way, just another great thing, you know, the writer's strike is happening right now and that, you know, so Kelly Clarkson, you know, their show can't even be in production right now, but she did tell her writing staff, I think the entire staff that they, that she is paying them out of her own pocket during this strike. Do you know how many people don't do that? Do you know, how many, like Jimmy Fallon didn't do that. 
Kelly Clarkson is doing that. I think that is so damn admirable. So hats off to Kelly Clarkson. I cannot wait to hear her new album, which comes out very soon. Uh, Rihanna and uh, ASAP Rocky, the luckiest man in America, besides Corey Campbell, uh, they just celebrated their baby's first birthday. Um, and his name is Reza, after the Wu-Tang Clan member, R-Z-A. And there's a sweet post from ASAP Rocky on Instagram. And uh, it was a sweet post of Rihanna kissing him on the cheek and the baby looking at the camera. It is a very cute photo. So RZA, R-Z-A. Well, you know, I don't know. Like, There's so few RZAs out there that I would almost be like, you know, you got the one from the Wu-Tang Clan. Do you need, because then it's going to like, are you the Wu-Tang Clan one or are you Rihanna's son, RZA? Like those are the just, there's like, it's like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, why even confuse the two? But you got it. Uh, uh, Kim Zolziak, uh, you know, of course, is uh, her and Croy are now going to be in a divorce. She shut down infidelity rumors as reason for the split, according to page six. So she's saying cheating wasn't involved, which is going to be interesting. Then when we do find out what this is all about. Now, also, the show uh, The Bear FX. It was the first season about the chef in Chicago, uh, which I loved that season. I thought the lead actor, Jeremy, was just amazing. And the new season is going to be coming out. Let me see. The Bear Season 2 release date. It's on FX and Hulu. It's coming out June 22nd. So uh, it's just really masterful work. Another great television show to get you guys hyped on. But bad news, Jeremy Allen White, who plays the lead in The Bear, he is The Bear, him and his wife, Addison Timlin, uh, they filed for divorce after more than three years of marriage. And they have two kids. And I was reading his uh, ex-wife's or his wife's, Addison Timlin's Mother's Day post to herself, just talking about raising these kids alone and how much work it's been. And it wasn't... It, it was actually really sad and kind of, you know, lovely at the same time. But I, I, I think it's got to be hard for these couples because Jeremy Allen White, he's been in the industry for a while. You would recognize him from tons of things. But The Bear is one of those things that he kind of like, you know, he started to get nominated for awards for. It was like a really breakout performance, even though he's been working for a long time. And he's one of those actors that I think is really gets into the process. So that really has got to mess up relationships and, you know, personal relationships when you really throw yourself into a role. You kind of just disappear on top of so many other people want a piece of you, I imagine. And there's only so much of you to go around. And then also, I would imagine, I can't speak for him, that all of a sudden, you know, hanging back with your wife and your two kids, even though it sounds amazing and lovely when you talk it out loud, but the reality of that situation when you can go off, you know, be meeting with directors and working and getting into character and all of that stuff you dreamed of doing, you know, I would imagine sometimes that stuff takes a back seat, the stuff that your actual responsibilities are. It's nowhere near as exotic as acting, and especially when you're becoming really known and finally becoming a success for that. Um, and who knows if that's what it is. It's just what I would assume what it is, and I'm sure more will come out. Uh, hopefully that is not a cheating thing at all, but I thought that was an interesting story as well. And that's all I got for you on this beautiful Monday. Only a quick two and a half hour jaunt. I hope you guys like these long forms because they're not always going to be here. But I had too much to talk about today. There is just too much good stuff going on. And listen, 
We got to talk about it. So I'm going to talk to you, Brian, early on Tuesday. Like I said, Emily Rose is coming out uh, on, and we had just this fabulous conversation. Have some surprises for you this week as well. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you tell your friends and family. We are the podcast, the little engine that could. I am your influencer, non-influencer that you are helping rise to the middle, and I appreciate every damn single one of you. So have the best week ever, and I will be here with you all through it. Thanks, guys. Bye. Betches.